0: Um, that's the start of the episode Mm,
1: mm, mm. hello i'm dan i'm simon and this is the wikicast a podcast where wikipedia takes us to a random article each week and we talk about what we find simon what are we talking
0: about this week this week dan we're talking about ucla medical center santa monica so wow. this is the first...
1: It's, uh, just, it's just what I, I hope for.
0: As per the rules of Clarktholicism, this was the very first article that we randomised on. And I've got to say, it has immediately t- caught my eye. This, this looks interesting. So... I'll read you the the blurb before we get to the contents, and then we can sort of take it from there. UCLA Medical Center, Santa Monica, is a hospital located within the city of Santa Monica, California. The hospital was founded in 1926 and is a member of the UCLA Health. The hospital is also known internationally for operating its rape treatment center and the adjoining Stuart House for sexually abused children.
1: In other oh words,
0: this is an institution that, in thirty years of decrepitude, will be in a horror movie. Like, oh no. I've never seen like you you, you. you couldn't add anything else into that that would make it more horrifying as an abandoned absolutely building. not. Like, apart from maybe maybe the um, the center for the mentally deranged, if you wants to kind of add some old timey medical terminology to it. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, so it's. Um, uh, it's a private hospital, it seems. As they, uh, Oh, no, no, it's a community hospital. I actually don't know what that means, and there isn't a link to what it means. It's not NHS, basically. Um, I imagine
1: it's probably going to be like um, the equivalent of like a, almost like a local GP, but not run by the state.
0: It says uh, under organisation care system, it says private, Medicaid and Medicare. So those are mm. the... The private obviously speaks for itself, but then also Medicaid and Medicare are the government... Initiatives, aren't they? Like that's America's attempt to patch up a completely laughably broken system. Hmm. Um, and but but that's strange, isn't it? That like because we have hospitals here, like you have like a Bupa hospital if you're private healthcare, and then you have NHS hospitals for national healthcare. Yeah, you know you don't have you're not treated by the, by at the same you know building by different you know under different schemes. So I don't know. That's yeah, kind of yeah. interesting. Anyway, yeah.
1: um, I think it's similar to the Australian system actually. Oh right, so it's there is and- there is a there is some kind of like a national health service, but it's not you know as as with any national health service, it's nothing like the amazing quality of service uh, free at the free at the point of call that we get in the UK. But most people in Australia do have private medical insurance anyway, just because it's that much faster and it's it's really weird. Basically, I think the vast majority of the of the kind of country has private medical insurance, but everyone also then uses the they're kind of the national one and it's it's really strange the only reason I know this is because when I was in there for um my uh my spontaneous pneumothorax of two I'm sorry was that an
0: exotic pet that you had?
1: Mm, yeah yeah um no this was when my um I was in the middle of a <laughs> I was on a date. Know how,
0: how <laughs> what? You know. This isn't a story that I've heard before.
1: <laughs> yeah yeah I was I, I I finally kind of plucked up the nerve to uh, to ask a girl to, to to go to the cinema with me I quite liked and uh uh we were watching uh saving mr banks that that disney one um start with with it was emma thompson uh yeah um, and tom the hanks story of like the the, yeah, the um mary poppins kind of origin story almost um and uh we, we kind of went through there and we got about I'd say a third of the way through the film and I had quite I started to get the feeling of like a stitch mm-hmm. i was like oh that's annoying and it gradually kind of progressively got worse and worse and she she was sitting next to me um and I was like, ah, oh. I just leant over and said, I'm just I'm I'll be back in a second. Um I'm just gonna go to the bathroom, you know, see in a sec. She's like, yeah, okay, cool. So I went out and in the space of time it took me to leave the cinema, walk to the bathroom. I was like, mm, yeah, there's definitely something else actually. This isn't a stitch, this is really bad. So I went over to the um to the counter where you buy your tickets and your popcorn and asked for a piece of paper and I wrote down like my name, my address, my number and my mum's number. And then,
0: and passed then the family
1: out? and the family number. Yeah, basically the family number that Jesus. the family I was staying with. And, um, and I passed out because it turns out my, my right... So if you were looking at me, it would be your left, but my right lung. Um, some of the air sacs in the top corner had had just burst because they can do that, hence spontaneous. And my, my lung had gone from, the, from a fully inflated size, which is, you know, fairly large. Lungs, is, lungs are pretty big. Mm. Um, to about the size of, like, my clenched fist. So, uh, yeah, so I couldn't, really, uh, I couldn't really breathe. And I went to hospital... Uh, and then they tried to extract it with uh, extract the air in the uh, within the kind of pleural membrane because if obviously if there's air in there the lung can't reinflate so you need to get the air out so it can go back up again and then so, usually it can just kind of like reinflate itself and you you take it easy and it'll be fine which is what they did and it was with the world's biggest needle I've ever seen <laughs> um, uh, you can imagine like it's still the sharpness of a needle but this thing would probably have been maybe five inches long at the actual needle tip because it's got to go through into your chest (laughs) and then take the air yeah and then uh, it it collapsed again a week later and I had to have surgery Uh, so I have staples uh, two little tiny staples in that in my top of one of my lungs um which is cool yeah so if you want a tip hopefully we'll get a crisis corner about someone saying how can you improve a date um (laughs) make your lung collapse because she sent me a message that night saying hey I'm i don't know what happened i'm sorry if you didn't have a good time um it would have been still really nice to talk to you and like you could have explained why you didn't want to stay <laughs> i was like oh no and i sent her a message back being like no no that's not wrong at all i'm actually at the royal albert um hospital in in central melbourne and she was like haha very funny and i sent her a picture <laughs> and she's like I was oh like, god oh f- yeah <laughs> uh, and so that was um that was quite funny Wow. That's the only f- that's the only positive memory I had of it because I ended up being in hospital for like three months because they pumped me full of that many drugs that my liver failed and I nearly had a liver transplant. So thanks, oh. Australian Health Service. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we could have sued you for millions, but we decided not to because I started to get better. But there you go. You're Hospitals, a fr- a fragile laugh.
0: little bird, weren't you? you were like a little bird with a broken. Well, this is wing. the thing.
1: The I mean, interesting. I do have somewhere at home. I think um, in my, my, like my family home, not here in uh, in Exeter. I have the X-rays of my chest um to 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 as they were kind of talking through because they, they asked me a series of questions post spontaneous pneumothorax, and they said do you do any do you do any like a lot of diving like deep sea diving or and I was like no, not really. Uh, and then they said, oh, okay, do you, do you, Very do you sing? No, not really. No, I, I guess yeah. not. Well, I've got, I mean, I have, not a I have lot, my license. No. I did some in Australia because it's Australia and you've know, yeah. got the Great Barrier Reef and, but not so much as to be like, oh yeah, I'm, I'm always going through big changes in pressure. And they said, oh, okay. Do you, do you sing? And I was like, yeah, I do. I have done for, since I was like four, quite a lot. And they said, oh, that explains it. Cause they showed me this x-ray and like the bellows. So the bottom parts of my lungs, um, are really quite large um, compared to the top, which is just kind of like a normal size. Um, and they said, "Oh, it may, that may have been putting kind of more pressure on on the tops. This
0: is this can happen." Um, so you singing, had, had, like you having such strong lungs, was putting pressure on part they, of the this, system.
1: This is what they this they're basically when it's spontaneous, they can be like, "Well, we can we could say that this maybe has something to do with it, but." Really, these things do just happen to people. Um, it's just something that can can happen. Interestingly, my uncle on my mother's side um, also had a spontaneous pneumothorax, um, so it could be a genetic thing um, that I may be more slightly more predisposed to ha- to to it happening. But wow, Finger touch you know touch touch wood. Fingers crossed. That was the last one I'll have, and it was. Um, I wouldn't wish it upon anybody. It's excruciatingly painful. You basically walk around. Well, you can't really walk around, but you, you the way that they fix you uh, after the operation when they when they staple you um, is you have two massive tubes going into your chest uh, attached to something that looks like a clear plastic briefcase which has a water valve on it and it's always on a slow um, kind of think of like a really really tame vacuum cleaner and it's gradually sucking air out of your chest so the lung has time to reinflate um, but you have to have that for, for ages and they have to, they make you like cough as like a, uh, an exercise to do every day to make sure that because you're sitting so still and breathing so lightly, it's really easy to get like pneumonia. Um, so you have to go through all these things and you can imagine trying when you cough your chest spasms and when you've got two basically hose pipes going on in between each rib, Oof. um, it's excruciating.
0: Yeah, it doesn't, um, it doesn't sound like like fun, no.
1: No. That's why when we've seen I th- you you would have seen them before like when we've gone swimming and stuff. I have two I have a scar on my back which is where they put the like the drip that kind of goes near your spine and then drips through your to numb basically everything in your torso. Hmm. Um and then the actual two scars on my chest uh, where the tubes were. And they had to go... Through, it's actually a fun fact before we move on from Dan's horrific, horrific <laughs> um, uh, medical story. The way that they put th- um, the the tubes through into your chest as part of the draining and the getting, getting excess liquid or um, or air out of your chest um, is they have to go in, bet- go in between your ribs and the all the kind of nerve endings to feel touch on your chest are basically attached to your ribs, slightly under... Um, so when they shoved those through on mine, obviously, because I'm a smaller smaller person and mm. these, these tubes are quite large, they just ripped through a load of those nerves under my ribs, which doesn't cause any pain. Ooh. But it means that I now have a patch on my chest where I can't feel anything.
0: Is that, <laughs> is that just your heart? <laughs> yeah, basically,
1: yeah. Um, no, it's really weird though, but like, if, if I run my finger across my chest... Obviously I can feel it it's my finger, but if somebody else were to do that, yeah. ooh, raunchy, then um, you uh, then yeah, there'll be a patch of I can basically kind of draw an outline as to where I can't feel.
0: If there's like a they're putting an ice cube and you're like, you feel that? I'm like, no. Nah, no, not, no, not I don't feel. Totally. Yeah, <laughs> Well, that goes to show it, We're forty episodes into this series. We've we've been doing this for over a year mm-hmm. and we're still learning things about each other. Still learning things that. about Dan. Amazing. Like, wow. I mean, and also, God bless the NHS. That's, that was the thing that I was thinking predominantly whilst you were telling that story was... Absolutely. You know, if you live in other countries and you have private medical insurance, then obviously you're fine. But we are so lucky in this country. And yeah. the NHS, if you, if you, dear reader, work for the NHS, then I f-ing salute you because you are doing... Or if it, you know
1: anybody who does. Yeah. Or if you know anybody who's thinking about wanting to go into working in the NHS, which is you, about as kind know of alluring as going into... Or you know yeah. someone
0: else who's thinking about going into the NHS... Or yeah, if you know something. No. <laughs> Basically, if you have anything to do with the NHS, you're a hero. Because, yeah, we have the best healthcare system in the world, as far as I can tell. And, yeah. Yeah, the, the US, US medical system terrifies me. And, you mm-hmm. know, reading about private hospitals and things like that. And also, you know, these, these I know that most people have insurance in the States. And if they don't, most people are now covered by a government plan of some kind. But you yeah. still have to pay money at some point. They so have to pay money at point of use that can be tens of thousands of dollars for even relatively simple things. like yeah. the idea Or of- even
1: like ambulances. Yeah. But- that's the thing that create. that's the crazy thing. Like obviously s- stuff here in the UK, free at, free at the point of service, which is just amazing when you think about it. Yeah. Like how, how much also not even whether you have to use it or not to know that that service is there and know that a, your, your kind of your system of government as, 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 nasty as politicians can be at least we've managed to stick with a system that goes like oh yeah we do care about you a bit though it's okay whereas in america you know like hundreds of dollars just for an, ambul- like well, yeah, an ambulance like ride, you, you see five these, these pictures city. on the
0: internet of receipts of people who give birth and then that you know you have to pay extra if you want to hold your child and it's like a, it's an added fee and it's like <laughs> it's like for it? us it's yeah. like you give birth you know you have all the care in hospital that's great and then they just you know push you out the door and then oh thank god you know didn't we have great care Didn't you never have to pay there's no bill it's it's yeah. amazing and the idea that there's another way of doing it is nuts to me but then again we live in a socialist uh, dystopia um, as Americans will like to remind us because socialism doesn't work oh yeah of course and um, you know we're communist and we live in a nightmare nanny state that controls every aspect of our lives mm-hmm, absolutely wouldn't have yeah, any other love way. it anyway the UCLA Medical Center Santa Monica so basically this was the terrifying nightmare place in 20 years time um the his- there's mm. uh, basically uh, it's known as being an orthopedic hospital. I'll read you the history, and then I'll read you. There's two sections here: notable births and notable deaths. It's an orthopedic hospital. It's one. It's recognised as one of the best orthopedic hospitals in the, in the United States.
1: And didn't it say it had like a spe- specialist? Thing Sexually abused like children. Child- yeah. yeah. See, they they wouldn't go hand in hand.
0: Well, in my. I mean, I guess if you're used to dealing with children in some aspect, maybe maybe they just had a space of cases with children, you know, and it meant that, huh, okay, we can, maybe, like, we actually have the specialists here to have a specialised unit, and then the reputation, you know builds itself and you get more specialists coming but i don't know it it kind of makes sense to me you see it with departments sometimes don't you like you'll get a bunch of academics together in like a history department or a physics department who work on a particular thing and then that like Mm. it it generates its own momentum a bit like a katamari ball and you know you get other academics who want to join that group because it's got these people in it and then because that person's joined you get more and more people and you know i get it um, but yeah, uh, there's the history, okay. there's notable births and notable deaths. Because it's in Santa Monica, there's a lot of rich, famous people mm. around. So I, ge- I guess that's why they, those sections are there. Anyway, founded in 1926 by two doctors, in 1941 the hospital was acquired by the Lutheran Hospital Society of Southern California, who also owned mm. a California hospital medical centre. Could you just... H- hospital medical centre? Like... Mm. Pick one.
1: I'm less concerned about that, and more having like a re- a kind of a religious body having having say and control over yeah over medical I mean, care. That to me is more. although scary. to be
0: fair, a lot of the kind of um, institutions that we know today as being secular uh, were founded by people who are overtly religious, like a lot of Quakers, for example founded companies in the 18th century and 19th century that went mm. to be massively influential, but they're, you know, like Roundtree's and Cadbury's were both Quaker companies. And like, you know, we mm. didn't...
1: Quaker Oats, of course. Quaker
0: Oats, yeah. Well, I think it's part of, I th- I guess it's part of, of the religion. I don't know a huge amount about Quakers. I do really like them. What I know about Quakers inclines me to believe that if I were to become a regular church goer, that I would want to be mm. a Quaker based on, based on what I understand of it. Um, it's not really mm. like other parts of, of Christianity.
1: That's an that's an interesting. I'm going to peg a point here, um, which is a new thing that a, f- a friend that I met um, when I was on this tour to Prague, which we'll talk about later. Ah, yeah. Talk, but when you're when you're having a when you're talking about a conversation, you want to make an aside, and you put a peg in. Uh, you say one peg and you can count the number of pegs that you put in to get back to your original point in case you forget what you're talking about. Ah. So that's one peg and it's a really good, it's a good way of doing it. Okay. So if if, I, if we went on to two ten- tensents and they were like, wait, what were we talking about? You know, well, we've got two pegs and you can go back and then you'll, you should be able to remember where you came from. Ah, um, okay. But yeah, religion. Uh, we'll talk about that.
0: <laughs> Big topic. We'll get back to it. Yeah.
1: Um, yeah. It's actually, it's quite, it was quite interesting, but yeah, go on.
0: Okay. So basically it was, it was a, uh, uh, Acquired by the Lutheran Hospital Society of Southern California. And then that mm. merged with Health West, the parent company of Northridge Hospital to form UniHealth. And then the UCLA Medical Center bought Santa Monica Hospital from UniHealth. So mm. it's associated with the university, which in itself is kind of interesting, I suppose. Well, to be fair, good. you get like Adam Brooks in Cambridge and the um, John Hopkins in... Um, no, is it John? No, John, do you I mean the John Radcliffe? The, there's the one in Oxford, um, which is like, you, I think it's Hopkins. Is it John? No, John Hopkins is the university. Like there is one in, in America called John Hopkins, which is famous for medicine. Oxford hospital yeah. is the John Radcliffe. So the J-R. Okay. Like it's a, huge hospital because I've got mm. a very very good mate of mine who's um a, a doctor there um, and lives very close to the hospital and I, when I was finding his house I was like Jesus this place is massive I mean admittedly the uh, Adam Brooks in Cambridge is even bigger and it also has a tower mm. that genuinely looks like Barad-Dur like it looks like there should be the Eye of Sauron on top of it um oh, wow. but anyway yeah soci- associated with the university so I guess we have that here anyway notable births Shirley Temple the actress was born there oh yeah uh, who uh, was... F- What's she been in? She was famous for it. I just had to double-check. Um, oh, she's dead. I didn't know that. I thought she was still alive. Oh, um, she was one of those child piece, actors, Sorry. wasn't it? Uh, she she yeah.
1: was... Because uh... it's one of those names that you know, but I wouldn't be able to name a film that she's been in.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, from uh, Glad Rats, Rags to Riches was an early one. Uh, hang on. Can mm-hmm. I go on her filmography? Oh, wow. Her, she's done so many films that she her filmography has its own article um well really yeah like the little, That's amazing. actually if i just google her shirley temple then it will should tell me her most famous roles the little princess heidi curly top mm-hmm. bright eyes so okay yeah tiny adorable child actress with curly hair that she was born there uh and then uh, notable deaths uh tom petty i know that name he was a musician yeah i recognize that name too he was oh he was in the traveling Wilburys. Uh, for the, yeah. the supergroup, group um, along with Me- Mechli Mehta who was the father of Zubin Mehta who you might know as a violinist who worked with like okay. Yo-Yo Ma a whole bunch right uh, Michael Turner comic book artist that
1: might be one of the most generic names ever
0: though. Michael Turner uh, he was an, a, a <laughs> comics artist known for his work on Witchblade Fathom Superman Batman Soulfire and various covers for DC and Marvel comics he hmm. was a big do- big deal and died quite young. He was a big dude, is that why he dies? <laughs> <laughs> no, well, from the picture, he looked like quite a moderately sized dude. Uh, yeah. And then lastly, Clark Shawnessy, American football coach and innovator of the T formation. Wow. Uh, I, now, I know a bit, and that's actually a peg I would like to put in, which we'll come back to in Critics Corner. Okay, but that's two pegs. That's two pegs. Um, uh, because I've been watching something to do with American football. I don't know what the T formation is. Uh, okay do you want to know I've just gone on his article
1: the T formation yeah is it where you've got a guy at the back throwing and then there's like a line of people so it makes it look like a T and you don't know whether he's going to go to throw like left middle or right
0: well I felt that's pretty much all offensive plays to be fair Because you you have like an offensive team, yeah. You have the quarterback, and then you have the the line of of forwards. Um, Apparently, what distinguishes it is you have that line, and you have the quarterback behind them, and then behind the quarterback, you have three other people. You have three. Oh, so
1: there's the T. It's like an an opposite T.
0: Yeah, like if you had another person, if you imagine another person between those three people and the quarterback, it would be really obviously a T. Like it's it's just a bit, uh, you know, crammed. Um, So you have um two there's various other things you have running backs basically so you know they Mm. will run past the quarterback and then you know you you have lots of options uh but yeah Mm. the guy who invented that formation uh died at this place so we've actually interesting bunch of people um you know associated with this place i mean santa monica is one of those famous like classic boulevard towns really isn't it
1: did that guy have anything to do with the, the university football team
0: Clark uh, Shawnessy Let's have a look.
1: Mm. Uh, I just wonder why he might be being treated there. Uh,
0: okay, he had head coaching positions at Tulane University. <laughs> why can't I say that? Loyola. Loyola. <surprises> <anime> I literally can't say that word. L O Y O L A. L O Y O. L A.
1: Loyola? L-o-y-o. L-a. Loyola?
0: Yola, L- Loyola La I guess La yeah, University yeah, <laughs> uh, New Orleans University of Chicago Stanford Maryland Pittsburgh Hawaii and oh he was in the National Football League with the LA Rams so that may well ah, be why he was that might be
1: his tie-in then
0: yeah because yeah Santa Monica I'm not, I've been to California twice and mm-hmm. it's I've not done Los Angeles properly and it this is yeah Santa Monica's one of the, the counties in um sorry districts in like the, the LA area isn't it yes yeah oh, okay yes, yes. Yeah. it's bordered on three sides by LA I mean it's one of those like it's it's like where Gold Beach and stuff is isn't it it's it's the kind of place that GTA is based on pretty much
1: right oh, okay
0: Um. oh yeah there is a picture here and I'm pretty sure that is literally the inspiration for the pier in GTA 5 strong okay cool but um. yeah No, I've not been to um, to LA have you have you been to California no
1: I think I have I think I went when I was, I would have been, I would have just turned three, I think. So it doesn't really count. But we went to Florida. Um, and then I think we went to some other places as well. But I don't really remember. Well, obviously, I don't remember. But
0: hmm.
1: yeah. Like, to all intents and purposes, no, I've never been to America because I can't really remember it.
0: <laughs> I mean, if it- but I went,
1: I think dad had like a, it was really weird. It was like, apparently, it was super last minute and like, ah, oh, f- let's just go. And we went to Disneyland, I think, because he, I think, he got like a, a decent bonus for the year, um, and they just, you know, I was only very young, so like, you know, young family. Oh, he'll love it, and apparently, I did. I had a blast.
0: Um, <laughs> ne- but, uh, no, yeah. I've never been to Disneyland. It's one of those places where I've definitely missed the boat in terms of age. Like, either... oh, I
1: will. I still desperately want to go purely because I want to. I want to go to the Harry Potter uh, section,
0: and I will. Uh... I will just do everything. I, I will put aside a couple of hundred dollars. And just go mental. Because, like, that, that's the two ages, isn't it? You, do, you go when you're either really small or when you're a man-child and you're still mm-hmm. interested in the stuff and you now have the disposable income for it.
1: Or, instead of man-child, somebody who will remain nameless uh, addressed me as man-cub the other day <laughs> um, from Jungle Book and part of me wanted to query it and the other part absolutely loved it because it's pretty fitting, well, really.
0: man-cub, I feel like, is apt I quite like like yeah. it's better than my. Uh, I have a friend of mine who's very tall, very big guy who, who refers to people under the about five foot guys under about five foot ten as manlets. Yeah, uh, which I I quite like myself. But man, see, I like nicer. manlet.
1: We used to we used to go manlet spotting in pubs. There um, were quite a few in Exeter. To, in Exeter, yeah, and um, a true manlet needs to be. He he could he looks like he should have kids. That's how old and and like mature and manly he looks. But But he's, you know, but he's tiny and like, and, and, and really quite small because, you know, like you've got people like I'm, I'm about an inch and a bit taller than, than Michael Graham. Um, But Michael doesn't, Michael looks older than he is, but he's not like super old. Whereas you see some of these people and they would maybe, maybe be like a head and a bit smaller than me.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: It's like, they've just been scaled down um, or they've chosen the wrong um, printer size before you've printed a document you know, like you're wanting to print on A4 and you actually print, accidentally put on A5 on A4 paper um,
0: but uh, how do we sorry we've gone down uh, as exactly as you said we've gone down a bunch of tangents what was the peg that you wanted to return to?
1: so at some point I said I wanted to return to religion
0: ah oh yeah that light topic yes
1: yeah and then you put a peg in as well but
0: I want to come back to that in Critics Corner
1: okay cool so what we were talking about was was Disneyland. We were still on. We so were talking about Disney, Disneyland yeah, going to this, America. But. See how good is this pegging system? Yeah, that's good. I like it's it. It's really good. I feel like we need it on this. Podcast. Blew my mind. We were in Prague and she started talking to me about it. Instantly, she's an absolutely incredible musician. Super into her jazz, um, and it's just like she's she's crazy. But yeah, she's she, we were having a, we were having coffee one morning with some of the other um, Homerton folk, hmm. and uh, she, yeah, she, it was just she blew my mind with this whole pegging system. <laughs>
0: yeah, that's
1: why I that's why I said system. I knew you. I knew you'd do that. Someone clip yeah, it. System. Someone clip that, please. <laughs> she blew my home. I won't even. You don't need to. She blew my mind with her pegging. There we go.
0: There we go. Giving the people what they want. Um, yeah. So okay, but, but perhaps then, do you, do you want to talk a little bit about about your tour? Where where have you been? Yeah. What have you been okay.
1: doing? So as as has been a general theme on whenever we record a, a podcast, music obviously can't shut up about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but in the past like month and a bit, it's just really, it's been crazy. I've been into, I've been to three different countries um, with three different choirs doing three different lo- like loads of music. We did obviously France with the chapel choir and Rome with extra university singers. And then I've been in Prague with Homerton College, Cambridge um, for, for a, for a, a week or so. And that was really lovely actually. Um, we, I had some rehearsals for about three days up in Cambridge and I got to go and see Simon and I crashed at his new abode, which was very mm-hmm. nice. Um, thank you very much, my colleague, for letting me stay. And we did
0: a bunch of recording.
1: We did, we did. And we had a really great either. curry. Uh, it was very lovely. Um, and then I was up in, I was in, in Cambridge kind of during the days to do rehearsals. And I had an afternoon free to kind of wander around, which was amazing. It's a beautiful, beautiful city. I desperately want to go back. Uh, and then I flew out to Prague and we did a load of gigs in Prague, loads of concerts and and services. And then we went slightly about kind of like a two hours out to like a different university. And we sang in this, one of the departments has a connection with Homerton uh, or the, or the director of music at Homerton. Um, uh, So we sang for them there and then we went to another place as well. And, it was just amazing. It's a Prague is a really, really interesting city. I had I kind of I went in with absolutely no kind of preconceptions and knowing very little about it, but we, we managed to fill the time with ob- obviously not not only a load of music, but a really good amount of free time to kind of wander and several planned things through the week in terms of guided tours and boat trips that were all put up by the college, which was really kind of them. Um, but yeah, it was amazing. I met some really cool people. I got along like an absolute house on fire with um, I, don't know, I believe his name is it's christopher Bukowski. Oh, okay. um uh he uh he is the organ scholar he was at wakefield cathedral and he's now the organ scholar at homerton and he is brilliant uh, both him and i i think he was quite glad to find another person who was as obsessed with with sacred music and and you know everything that goes along with it buildings and the organs and everything um uh, but we were both the same and i didn't think he really had someone like that in the choir currently um but yeah, so he was really great. Hopefully he's going to come down to Exeter at some point and I'll introduce him to kind of the, the musos down here. But that was really cool. Sang in some amazing places. Um, if you're not following me on Instagram, Damo, you can see some of the photos that I took there.
0: There'll be um, a link in the show it notes. It was really, really
1: cool. The the people were great. Um, I've, I've made some really, really kind of fast friends. Uh, hopefully I'll, I'll, when I go back up to Cambridge at some point, just to have an actual like a visit, visit, go there for for work, not pleasure. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, yeah, it was just, it was a, it was an absolute I have to say, pra- um, Prague and-
0: is one of the cities that I've always wanted to go to. And the idea of going there and singing, well, doing one of the things that we love doing most in the world is just, you know, you've won. Mm. That, that is the best single way to travel.
1: Yeah, it was just super cool. We managed to sing in, so within the walls of Prague Castle, which is this, um, which is a really kind of spectacular building that sits quite high up on a hill. Um very large hill. I'm kind of underselling it. It's more of a kind of small mountain, I guess. Um, but you you can see it, all, like from basically anywhere in the city, you look up, and there's this big colossal building up up high on the outskirts of the city. And within those walls, there's this amazing Gothic cathedral called Saint Vitus uh, Cathedral. Um, and it's where all the all the kind of um, the monarchs of of um, Czechoslovakia and what what is now um, Czech Republic um, were were um what's the word that thing that monarchs happened when they there we go there <laughs> got go. there in the end Hist- um yeah you're not a history yeah, student yeah um, no, 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 yeah right. it's fine it's a yeah i know um it was yeah it was just an amazing place with the most stunning i think it's the the most incredible stained glass windows i've ever seen and obviously with with singing court music quite a bit you go to quite a lot of buildings that quite like uh, stained yes, glass yeah. windows um but it was just, I mean, again, on my Instagram, there's some photos, and I can't, I don't really do it them justice. But the sheer, like, the colour and the and the intricacy, and just, it puts our idea of, you know, Exeter Cathedral, it, its foundations are Norman, uh, the, the the towers are Norman, but the the kind of the nave leading back through to the choir and the Lady Chapel were rebuilt later in the yeah. Gothic style. It puts an English sense of Gothic just completely to shame. Um, true, true, kind of, you know, Eastern European Gothic architecture is it's just it's incredible this monolithic buildings um with stunning acoustics we took the Vierne, mess so you've got oh. a huge organ in these massive spaces um it was it was kind of yeah it was just amazing really had an amazing time and i had which maybe i'll talk about later or depending on what we talk about now i might allude to it um uh, the reason that i managed to go is is hugo who a lot of you will know from the on the podcast uh He's a chapel in the chapel choir and Exeter with me. Um he's plays in a band called Grand Canoe. They're really good. Go and check them out. One of the band members uh, called Noah is at Homerton in the choir. So I he was kind of I kind of knew him and, and Hugo spoke to Noah and managed to swing it that I could go. Hugo was meant to come along as well, but it turns out he couldn't make it and the bass spot had already been filled, which was sad. But um yeah, I had this conversation with Noah, and Noah's very um he's a very, very religious individual. Powerfully right. so um and quite i'm going to use the word evangelical and that doesn't really do it justice but it's more you know he he knows his bible inside out and he's just a, he's a fascinating person to talk to and i had some really really interesting conversations about kind of what my idea of of kind of faith is and how previously i think we've spoken about this in, in episodes many many moons ago about how if I, if, if someone was to, was to ever ask me about what my idea of 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 kind of faith and religion would be I'd be hesitant to use those two words I would usually say oh I think I'm quite a spiritual person and that mm. I, w- I, I believe that there probably is something greater but I don't want to give it a name and I don't necessarily want to call it a god and say that I'm a Christian and you know all of these things but I had some amazing conversations with him about his relationship with god and what what his god means to him um usually kind of on an evening after we've been singing a load of music just in the dark in, in the hotel room um and I came away from it, and i i I feel so lucky to have had those conversations because it's really kind of quite profoundly affected my kind of my views of faith and christianity and certainly from a musical perspective, he's at Cambridge doing reading music mm. um and we've had some really interesting conversations about what it means to sing sacred music and what sacred music is to him, and how do you talk about the differences between you know, singing something like the Vierne and then singing something like you know early, early kind of Palestrina, and then singing something super modern. We actually took a piece, caught by uh, somebody Graves, called "Surely He Hath Borne Our Griefs," which is super, super contemporary, modern, really poly polyrhythmic, and just stupidly hard.
0: Yeah, I think we talked about um, this when you were here. Yes, I remember.
1: Yeah, um, it's it was it's it's probably been one of the the most quirky pieces i've ever sung it turned out in the end when you kind of got an idea of how it worked uh, it wasn't too difficult Mm. but it's really really strange i'll try there's a recording that i'll put i'll send simon we'll put in the show notes so you can have a listen um but it's just really bizarre and not really anything like i sing but talking about how all of these things because they're based on um sacred texts what place they have in um within kind of within worship and what they mean to you as a singer while you're singing them um and yeah, I basically walked away from this 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 tour with a kind of real sense of well, I've read some, I've met some amazing people, I've sung in some amazing places, and I've had some amazing conversations. Some of which were musical, some of which were just kind of like personal, and some were like these conversations I've had with Noah, profoundly kind of affecting me uh, on a like religious level. Um, so it kind of ticked all the boxes. Really, I feel very changed having um, coming back from that tool
0: yeah I mean it's it, it, basically as you say t- ticking all the boxes in ways that you could mm. be transformed by a you know it's it's being exposed to new people new places new ideas um, yeah absolutely you know. which
1: is so important I mean I'm oh not, yeah you know I think we always we we like to think that we have a really really kind of solid grasp on who we are and what we believe in and and what makes us us but I think the best part of that is is acknowledging all of those things, but fundamentally also accepting that all of these things are changing all the time. And they change through experience and through learning new things. And this 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 trip to Prague and coming back has been an amazing example of that. I think I've changed a great deal as a person. And it's the, one of the first times where I've been acutely aware of it. Mm. When I was flying back and I came back and I was, at, I was at home for about a day up in Oxford, and then I came back down to Exeter. And I think being, I've been spent quite a lot of time on my own, just with my own thoughts, and kind of reflecting on on what the tour was and and the conversations I've had. And I can really feel in my kind of headspace and and the experiences I've had there um, that a lot has changed within me. And it's quite and it's cool. a
0: very unusual thing to be aware of. Holy sh! I've I'm changing. You know, it's mm. it's it's almost like um how uh, you know i'm currently um losing weight for example and you know Mm. it's very rare that you look at yourself and you're like i'm i'm lighter like you know it's Mm. it's the kind of thing that happens gradually over weeks and months and you know when you when you look back you realize how much you've changed but in the moment you never seem to realize because it's so gradual but that's very interesting i mean it'd be it'd be really interesting to sort of you know properly catch up with you about that kind of thing the next time when oh i don't i don't know when we're next going to be in the same physical place actually
1: I'm sure when we do, there will be a. I'll probably go in depth about a the trip and the conversations, but very specifically these conversations that I had with Noah, Mm. um, because it has really quite profoundly kind of affected my view and opinion on so many things, but very specifically, um, uh, kind of religion and and faith and what I what I thought it meant and what I was worried of it meaning and what it is now, they're very, very different things. And I think that's why I wanted to make a deliberate point of talking about it, because as you just said, it's very rare when you really, you acutely feel that in such a short amount of time, you feel a change. Um, not something in kind of like, oh, my favourite colour was red, but now it is blue. <laughs> more, just, more just kind of so many, th- from one kind of conversation or one continued f- fluid conversation that ha- happened over the course of about a week, how much that's the kind of, like dropping a pebble into a pond and all the ripples kind of reverberating out into everything else that i i I think and do and am um how much that's it's changed it was yeah i feel incredibly lucky not only just to have gone on the tour and met amazing people Mm. but but been party to for to to those kind of conversations
0: well i mean do do you feel like you've been (laughs) i was gonna say have you been have you sufficiently pegged i mean have you sufficiently (laughs) uh discussed the peg that you put in
1: I think so. Yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to ramble on. Oh no! Oh, well, that's yeah. not what this podcast is about at all, Daniel. <laughs> he says. Thirty-eight minutes into the podcast, I'm just looking at the wave stream, and it's basically all me. So,
0: well, to be fair, um, that's what I often think when I look at episodes, and it's just been me. And I'm like, oh god, Simon, shut up. Yeah. Like,
1: Normally, there's good big blocks of kind of like, oh, it's one person, and then another, and then maybe some kind of fairly interspersed. But I'm looking at my waveform, and it's
0: so it's pretty what, dense. What you're doing is that you're drawing attention to how much you've been talking by talking some more. Uh, absolutely so perhaps we should we should put a a pin in this and uh, take a jaunt over to Critics Corner where I have a a lot of things many things to talk about (laughs) so Daniel in Critics Corner I I have a choice there are three things I want to talk about I want to wholeheartedly recommend something partially recommend something and then warn other people to stay away from something that we have now both watched okay what would you like to discuss first?
1: I want the warning first, so we can end on a positive.
0: I uh, when was it? It was a couple of days ago. I can't remember exactly when. I went to see The Incredibles two, and I I thought it was kind of lackluster, to be honest. I oh no, oh I know. I uh, I don't know. I just I don't think it was terribly good. I I don't think it was it was very Pixar. Now
1: you don't think it was very Pixar.
0: No, I, I don't think it had enough heart to it. It kind of felt like a... gen Not not really generic, that is a bit harsh, but kind of like a generic animated film. Um, And I felt like it missed a lot of the grounding and a lot of the reality that made the first one so special. And- okay,
1: I'm going to counter that mm-hmm. just by saying how much heart do you think that The Incredibles... F- series so let's talk about incredible's 1 mm. compared to all the other pixar films how much heart do you think that has because i would say talking about that classic sense of pixar heart incredible's probably has the least amount of that see, because i don't think that's what it's about
0: so i think i think the original incredible's is a very um, re- it's not um a kind of a fantastical film in the same sense as like finding nemo or toy story is but it's mm-hmm. it's it's uh, I'm going to say the line that Carrie Fisher says. It's actually a film about family. It's a, it's a film mm. that has really quite deep, resonant things, and you have really powerful moments in it, like when uh, Mister Incredible was rescued, everybody, and he wants the family to get away, and he just like grabs Helen and is like, "I can't lose you again," mm. and you know, and you you actually have those sense of the very. D- deep well-rounded characters and i think the incredibles 2 has that too i think it does that very well yeah what i f- what i felt it lacked was that kind of really huge he- a human dilemma hey editing simon here quick heads up if you'd rather avoid spoilers for the incredibles 2 then skip to 45 minutes on the dot and don't say this time that i didn't warn you at the cause of it. I felt like they gave... It was an interesting idea that you have Bob become this stay-at-home parent and, you know, and there's there's a gender role to it as well and he wants Helen to succeed so that he can succeed. But also, really, it's it's also about, you know, um, uh, letting women take centre stage and, and, you know, kind of... Given the time period that the film was set in, that's like a historical thing as well. But I feel like the... The personal conflict wasn't... Drawn into the climax. The climax just kind of everything was a bit meh, really. Okay. That's interesting. Like, I feel like in the climax think- of the first film, the fact that he <clears throat> wanted to be a superhero and he wanted to be this incredible person and, you know, and, he, and then he loses everything, he then has to be a superhero to get them back and then he's like, no, I'm human. I can't, I'm not, like, indestructible. I care about you. I can't lose you. You're my weakness and I don't, I, you know, I can't afford to lose you in this. That was, like, his arc. He has a fantastic arc over that film and it's a very human-relatable story i felt Mm. like this didn't have that i don't i don't think there was a moment between him and helen in this or between the kids and the adults that had that kind of grounding and i felt that it cheapened the first two acts of the film i felt like the first two acts were good but then it all just kind of fell apart a bit at the end it was a bit like iron man 3 that's interesting
1: okay i'm not sure i agree um i think it's it's different it's the incredibles as a brand are very is very different to the rest rest of Pixar. I think that we can like agree on in terms of in its 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 kind of message and it's not it hasn't got that Pixar like cutesiness to it. Yeah. That, yeah Pixar I agree that. feel good kind of you know, it's 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 more humanist, I'm gonna go with. Um I think maybe one of the reasons why that re- it's easier to have that reaction is because the way that the story is told. Um specifically they, who we find out to be our antagonist it's less about a bad individual in the story it's there and you're meant to be like oh you know her parents relied on relied on superheroes and then the superheroes won't weren't there for for her parents so why should we need superheroes now let's just get rid of them
0: i feel like um, I, I definitely have now put a spoiler warning before this yeah yeah probably wise whoops lol.
1: um yeah um but it's not so much about a person as more attacking like an idea and a concept. And maybe that's why, because it's less about like the individual. I don't know. I wouldn't say that. I I mean, I certainly didn't have that reaction. I didn't think it was weak. I didn't notice massive differences between like the three acts of the film. Um, It's different. Absolutely. It is. But that's, it's different by its nature. Like the Incredibles is different. Um, that's interesting. It's really interesting that you've. That, that's, I, I, that's been I, I don't know.
0: Like I came into graduation. it, and I really wanted to like it because The Incredibles is one of my favorite. It might be my favorite Pixar film.
1: So would you go as far to say that you didn't like it? Because I think if I don't think I don't think you didn't like it.
0: That's the thing. I I felt disappointed by it. I felt like it, there was the potential. Like I say, I think the first two acts were great. I think the way it set things up was great. It then just didn't it didn't capitalise on what it had built and I don't think it did a good job um yeah I don't think it did a good job making the most of what it of the really good stuff that it had done so I just left feeling a bit like ugh oh, that was a missed opportunity like it's not a bad film it's an okay mm. film but like I think for Pixar that means it's bad because Pixar's the standard is so high when you compare it to everything else, and especially compared to the the first Incredibles, I felt like it being just okay is a bit. It's like when Cars came out and everyone was a bit like, eh, you know, like it wasn't. It's not yeah. that it's bad. It's just that it's not really good, which is what we come to expect. So I would, no, I wouldn't say that I didn't like it. It was okay uh yeah it wasn't like when i went to see the last jedi and i was like which was also i've gone in and i felt like this was a missed opportunity there was some interesting stuff but they they ruined they didn't ruin it but like you know they they screwed up i felt like this 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 wasn't full last jedi this was maybe three courses last jedi it, but it hasn't like irreparably damaged the brand so it's not that bad okay but yeah i don't know that's i i i just yeah i felt like it could have been so much more and i felt like that yeah, I just just uh, I was a bit disappointed by it. Okay, that's fair enough. So, on happier news, the thing that I wanted to wholeheartedly wholeheartedly recommend is something that I believe Taha recommended, and I don't know if you've seen it yet, mm. um, which is The Good Place on Netflix. I think you're right. I think he did recommend
1: that, and no, I haven't seen anything.
0: Now I. Basically, I, I don't know about you, but I view Netflix, because I think I mentioned a couple of episodes ago, I've been trying to make more of my Netflix subscription. Like, I felt yeah. like I wasn't really getting value for money. And I definitely feel like I am now. I've been watching a lot. And um, this has been on my list for ages. Taha recommended it. And it it's a 20-minute slot. And I break up what I watch, like, I, I, as in, like, mentally, I categorize stuff by the length so I have like there's a, there's the oh it's one of the 20 minute shows I could watch or one of the hour shows I could watch um, and like the 20 minute slot is probably my favourite because it's stuff like Community it's stuff like The Simpsons it's like you could just slot it in over if you're watching something over dinner or something like it's a really nice frothy kind of just you know light fare and it's yeah. you know it's nice and I've got I think it's one of my favourite shows that I've seen I think it's my favourite new show that I've watched since Community oh wow it is it is super good um okay so the basic premise of it for those readers uh, um who who might not know is that uh eleanor shellstrop is dead and wakes up and she's informed that she's dead and she's in the good place and that there's basically a good place and a bad place and that all religions got some bits of the afterlife right but no one got it exactly right um and so she's part of this neighborhood with a few hundred people which is tailor-made to be perfect for those people and um uh you know she goes along she learns about everything she meets her soulmate because everyone has a soulmate in in the good place and then it turns out that she shouldn't be there she's an awful awful human being and she's there by an administrative mistake but she doesn't let the authorities know that and so she tries to become a good person by taking philosophy lessons and sort of life experiences with her soulmate who was a philosophy professor on earth when he was alive um and um, yeah, just tries to become a good person whilst trying to kind of keep the authorities at bay. And this
1: already sounds quite up my street.
0: It is so yeah. good. Like it's so it's in the same way as Community. It is written in a very intelligent way. Um, it is a great introduction to um, a lot of moral philosophy. Um, you mm-hmm. know, it's it's it's, it's so basically like ethics. Yeah, it's a it's basically a show about ethics, and mm. it's you know that they've actually made that in funny and interesting and engaging, and. Um, it's it's just so well done, and I've I've now watched everything. I've watched both seasons in like a week. Um, oh, well done. And uh, I now How cannot. How many episodes wait. per season? I think it's thirteen. Okay. So you can you can go through it, quite a clip, and there's a new season coming out in about a month. I think it's just over a month. Um, and honestly, I, I've loved it. I got Pixel Girl to watch the the. I think the pilot is one of the strongest pilots I've ever seen of a show. You're just so immediately like I. Yeah. I need to keep watching. Um, I absolutely give the pilot a go. It's 20 minutes. It's it's think community in your head in terms of smart, but also light and kind of like everything's lit like an American sitcom. So it's like you don't feel like there's a huge amount of peril, you know, mm. um, it's just really good. Taha, if you're listening to this, mate, you were so right. I should have listened to you earlier. I might watch that before bed. D- Honestly, do it's it. it's only 20 minutes long, yeah. yeah. Honestly, and I'd, um, I'd be super interested to hear what you, hear what you make of it, because I oh, love it. I'm excited.
1: It. That sounds really good.
0: Now, I the- mean, no, this, is a,
1: this is a dangerous time for me. I will watch the pilot, and then I will not watch anything until my exams are, my exams <laughs> are done. No, this, I, I don't think we've mentioned it on the podcast yet, but as a brief aside, um, I was really ill in January. Um, so the two exams that I had in January are now in August. I still haven't been given a timetable, <laughs> hilariously. So they're going to be somewhere between the 13th and I think like the 17th. Um, but I've basically been living each of my days in the library, studying and Having a blast. But yeah, tw- I'll, I'll, I'll watch the pilot tonight and we will touch base next week.
0: Do, yeah. Um, well, I, I think it'd be an ideal, see. like, lunchtime break thing as well. Like, if you're in the library, you've got your pat lunch or your prep or whatever and you just want to watch something on your phone or something. It, it'd be mm-hmm. ideal for that. Okay. Um, now, before I go on to my third item, and I've just, mm-hmm. I have just I do what you did and talk for however long it is isn't a single go, um, do you have anything that you'd like to criticise and bring to the table?
1: Do I have anything? Yeah, well, I mentioned to you just before we started recording, I've been watching some stuff on the uh Bon Appétit Ah, yes, uh,
0: yeah.
1: channel on YouTube, which is kind of like a more serious uh sorted food for America. Um as a whole, but there are some aspects of of the Bon Appétit thing that's actually quite funny, one of which is the um It's Alive series. Um now I'm going to look up the name of the guy who does this because he's actually really hilarious bon appetit uh it's alive uh brad leone brad leone um right. he is hilariously funny he's from like the bronx i think we tried to pin down the accent i was trying to describe it to simon i think that's accurate
0: it's the um, hey hey i'm he, walking here kind of
1: yeah accent. he's just he's he's really really or kind of almost like a like a long island accent right okay um the kind of accent almost like peter griffin that oh, okay. kind of that kind of an accent, um, like Philly or like you know that kind of a thing. Hmm. I'm going to go with Philly, as in like Philadelphia. Okay. Um, but but yeah, he's just really he's really really funny, and the way the the the, the actual the, the production elements of the, of the videos are fantastic. The editing's hilarious, and it's a combination of his hosting and uh, and the editing. It's really really great. So I'm going to send Simon what I think is like a really good example of like one where you get like a really good taste for the humor and the editing. Um, But like, for instance, if you put it into Google, it's um, Brad makes sauerkraut. Uh, He makes salt from scratch. Uh, He makes beet kvass. Um, He makes miso paste, um, uh, cultured butter, um, fermented hot sauce. Like it's really interesting. And the whole, the whole idea of this, it's a live one is focusing on foods that are fermented Um, and they're kind of that process right yeah it's really it's just it's really good, I mean I really like I'm a very very keen cook anyway, I really like my cooking, um, so I like it in that respect, but then also it's just really quite funny, um, and it's been just something that you know the episodes are like maybe twelve minutes long um so they're just like short little things, but they're really funny, and the humor's great, and it just really makes me giggle um so yeah, I would give that a go give it a, give it a watch. I
0: should put it in the show notes, mm-hmm. And um, so then, the third thing that I'd like to bring up now. This is this is a it's got a, an asterisk associated with it and an obelisk. Okay. Um, okay. So I really quite like American football. Like I've been getting into it. I've been to see it live at Wembley, and I've, we've we've watched the Super Bowl, of course. We have indeed. Um, when is the Super Bowl? Uh, it has already happened. This. year. Yeah. What it? time of
1: year is it though? Is my... Um. I Isn't it early like in the year?
0: February April. Uh hang on. Da, 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 da.
1: Yeah, February. You should try and come down again.
0: Yeah, it was really fun.
1: And we'll, it was so much fun. That I'm that, again that's, that's probably going to be one of my like uni memories. Yeah. Me, you and Lily, meeting those people who were completely Oh, they were smacked coked smacked off, off their, their tipped, faces, weren't they? Yeah, hilariously, but it was just really great because I'd never watched a game before. Yeah, Um, so I was was like explaining the rules. We had quite a lot of we had quite a lot of beer throughout the night, and they were streaming it live, so it's just getting later and later into the and it was one of the the most
0: remarkable games in the history of the sport, and yet we were too drunk to really appreciate what was going on. I was like, "Wait a minute, they won!" Like,
1: it's perfect though because you you had to explain the rules like a couple of times, but because this this the pace of play is like it's
0: very slow. It's
1: yeah, yeah, well, like the actual the play itself is incredibly fast, but then they all all the kind of the it's the perfect. Kind of drinking sport yeah. because you're, you all you have to do is kind of dedicate maybe a maximum of sixty seconds and then they'll stop and you'll have some conversation and they'll like reset or whatever. Um, but yeah, it was really it was really good. I had a really good time. I definitely I, I I just wanted to know because I will I'll definitely go and see it up at um up at the Ram which is the the, the bar at uni. Um,
0: yeah. So, yeah, it was great. So basically, sorry I, yeah, I've go. been I've I've been interested in it in a while and I've kind of been looking for something to. Give me a bit, because no, I know the rules. I know how a game is played, and I'm looking forward to kind of. Apparently, the BBC um, on iPlayer have like two shows a week when the season's happening, like kind of wrapping up what's been going on. But I wanted something that gave me a bit more of, I guess, a cultural background. And um, there's yeah. a show on Netflix called Last Chance You which is about these kids from really difficult backgrounds who have been given one last chance to make it in, in life by going to a community college or going to, going to a college and um, playing football. So basically, yeah. it, it's, they take a team that was right at the bottom of the pile And I'm watching season three. For some reason, Netflix started me on season three. And um, a coach has come in from, in this case, Compton. It's like a really rough area. And it's like dragging the club up. And so you kind of learn about how the game is played between colleges and like kind of what those that set of rules is like. And the culture, yeah, I guess. And, and, and the culture and you know, how people view it and everything like that. But then you also get the stories of these individual kids and the, where they've come from and where they're trying to get to. And it's not just mm-hmm. football. It's also um, uh, like academics. They have to actually graduate from college in order to potentially get a scholarship to a university. Um, so yeah. you have all these kind of different elements that, draw you in and in any given episode you've got that sporting personal kind of the social and economic aspect to it that might interest you um, and they're really really well made like as a documentary series the production value is really tip top um, and that's an hour long per episode so it's like it's kind of a feature thing to watch in the evening but I've been really really enjoying it like it's it's been a fascinating insight into we don't really have anything like that in the UK in terms of like sport culture at school, you know, like high school level. Like, I guess at uni, the only comparable thing I can think of is rugby, like at university level, like the the Bucks tournament
1: and cricket too. I think that's it's probably true of of the kind of the the, the private like the public school. This is a stupid thing. So, public school in England means private. Yeah. Um, it's not like a like a state school or comprehensive. Um, but having speaking as like my my two younger brothers are at a public school in Oxford, um, they like cricket, inter inter school cricket and uh, and rugby is yeah. huge. Um, it's re- like this 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 it's a massive it's a big deal. And um, not only do the sports kind of go kind of they go rugby and and, and cricket go hand in hand with with a kind of like a, a, a kind of a middle classy um, certainly at school um, a vibe, but the 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 level of competition. Between um, between the schools is 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 huge. I guess for 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 universities in the UK, rugby and cricket you've mentioned, but I think probably rowing is the other one we've overlooked well, from a UK I mean, perspective.
0: Yeah, and no, I mean th- th- there's so few universities that do it to a high level. Like, I mean, obviously you've got Oxbridge, you've got Exeter, you've got uh, I think some of the London ones are particularly good. But like, it's not as developed a league, and there's not as much money. there's not much money and it doesn't get the kind of attendance like when Exeter played a big game it was you know they filled a huge stadium when they were doing it you don't really get that with with rowing you do get it a bit with cricket like when when varsity happens there's a big thing but like in terms of like a league I feel like rugby probably football as well depending on where in the UK you are um, but like yeah. it's just you know we don't really have the kind of thing that brings in they have their own custom um, it's just their stadium kind of thing and they you know they have their own yeah, building true. on campus just for the the football team and um, yeah it's just a totally different culture and it's been a, I've, I've been really really enjoying um, just immersing myself in it and so, if you're if you're interested oh, in football, cool. if you're interested in those kind of like progression stories of starting from the bottom, now we here kind of thing, um, yeah, yeah, I'd, I'd really recommend it. I think it's really good. Oh, cool. Okay. So, what was that called? That was Last Chance You, right? And uh, yeah, I've been making the most of my Netflix subscription. I've, I don't even know how many hours of Netflix I've watched this month, but it's it's a lot.
1: I finished. Uh, I finally finished Mad Men on my Mad Men on my train down to Exeter from from Oxford.
0: Oh, then um, how many seasons and how many episodes per season is that?
1: Oh god, let's check. There are seven seasons, and each episode, each season has thirteen, with the exception of the final season, which has fourteen, and each episode goes for about i think from memory it's about 45
0: minutes Jeez, that's 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 a lot yeah
1: yeah to be fair i mean I'd, i I've, I've been binging i've been watching them for watching the series for ages but i i've been meaning to watch the last like i think it was the last five episodes um and it's a fairly lengthy journey down from you know from where i'm, I'm based in oxford down to exeter plus i was in the car so we took a scenic route and we stopped for lunch so it, take, it took longer anyway mm. but um yeah, it was really cool. It ended really quite abruptly, actually. Um, it was fitting, um, like it made sense that way they, they wrapped it up. But um, it was really cool. Uh, yeah, it's been a good, a good experience. It's
0: been one of those shows that I've heard a lot about, um, and like I know Michael is a big fan, isn't he, um, of Mad Men? But I think so. I don't know. It's never really, it's just never really appealed to me that much, if I'm honest.
1: Well, this is the thing. It had never really appealed to me, and then I watched a couple of episodes and was like, actually. I quite like this it's the same thing apparently suits is meant to be really good now
0: i've tried suits and i have a problem with suits which is that you know how uh, suits is the law version of house right like you get this this complicated case and you get these interpersonal dramas and there's like a b plot that's that's between those personal people but at the end of the day it's a medical problem and there's a solution to it now everyone knows a bit about the human body And so, you know, you can kind of follow what's going on and like then to say, wait a minute, if it's not with his kidneys, then it might be with his butt or something like that. You know, like and and then you're like, oh, I hadn't thought about that. Like, you know, the the symptoms make sense. Um, The problem with suits is it does that, but with the law. And Mm. I don't know anything about US law. I I know barely anything about UK law. And I feel Mm. like that's true for most people. I feel like a lot of people watch House and yeah they do know about the human body and like you know they know a bit but at the end of the day they want to watch it because they want to be impressed by someone who's smart and i f- my problem with suits is that it's that but i have no knowledge to compare how smart these people are with you yeah. know i think
1: also because it's coming from it's it's kind of subject matter god matter subject, subject matter yeah, is 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 rooted in when it's rooted in medicine or the body it's immediately more accessible because we all have one of those, yeah. and we all care about the one that we have. Whereas if it's law, it's slightly more niche. I guess the same argument can be made with with, with Mad Men. You know, it's it's advertising. Yeah, um, not everyone has. You know, I didn't have a, a, a particularly brilliant understanding of, of advertising in like the 50s, 60s, and 70s. But that's less so the point. Have you watched any? Just just as an aside, have you watched any Grey's Anatomy?
0: No, I've not. And I love Scrubs. And I know that like they're, yeah. they're very similar. They're quite similar shows, aren't they?
1: Yeah, I mean, Scrubs is definitely overtly more humorous. Yeah, Grey's Anatomy is more of like a drama. It's got comedic moments, but it's definitely more of a drama, like to be taken seriously. Um, uh, I got into, I was watching that with the, the family raised to live with in Australia. Um, their eldest daughter is actually doing medicine. Huh. Um, in fact, I think she she's, I think she either has graduated or will be graduating very soon. She's finally finished her, you know, like whatever it is, eight or nine years, solid slog. Um, so congrats to her. But we we would watch it like we'd watch an episode every week um, as like a with the family. Mm. And there's two Like I don't. The number of Grey's Anatomy seasons and episodes—it's just ridiculous. <laughs> like it's it's like Friends level of, there's twenty five episodes in a season and there's four hundred and sixty five seasons. Like it's just crazy, crazy numbers. But I would watch that, and that was really good. Like it balanced the the medical side because obviously the more that you watch, the more intense it gets and the more kind of heavy. You know, they actually recommend watching uh, when I was like in uh, my IB bio class, and apparently they do it at uni as well. If if you're ta- if you're taking medicine or um or biology or whatever, they're like, yeah, it's not actually a bad show to watch because it's usually yeah, I've heard like, that. Tries to say pretty accurate. Well, the the, the famous medical test test text book is called Grey's Anatomy after mm-hmm. a different yeah. like a different reason, obviously, but um yeah. It's that's 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 interesting. I've I've I haven't watched any suits at all. I had a friend in Australia who really liked it, and he would always recommend me to watch it, but I never really have. Um, I'm sure there's some amazing, especially in like the American series. Oh yeah, I'm sure there's God. some really great like, ones, but like, I just overlook them. Well, when we were talking about Tom, like
0: I've not seen Frasier, for example, and you know, yeah. or Seinfeld. I've not I've barely watched any Seinfeld, and what I've watched mm. of Seinfeld, I've really liked. Yeah,
1: or like Peaky Blinders is meant to be really good. Yeah.
0: Yeah, another one And
1: I've not watched any of that. My my dad's and my brothers really, really liked Are, it. Orange is they... the
0: new black is another one that I've never watched. I've watched
1: that actually. I haven't watched the most recent season, but I'd seen all the rest and that was actually quite good
0: okay i might have to sorry i was just else we've been talking by the way i just i just pulled up my twitter um we, something which we haven't which we actually haven't mentioned at all is how mm. f- ridiculously hot it's been uh because the thing because, that's just yeah. p- pulled up is that there's um another heat wave uh, predicted for spain and portugal this week uh
1: i thought you were gonna say in the uk i was like please no
0: no no, no we're gonna the, the jet stream's shifting so we're, we are getting yeah. some cooler temperatures it was
1: Today was the first day I noticed I stepped outside and there was actually a cool breeze. I was
0: like, yeah, oh, it, sh- it's, really it nice. should be cooling by a couple of degrees a day for the rest of this week. So we might actually be able to sleep now. But in Spain, uh, it looks like it might be exceeding 50 degrees Celsius. Jesus Christ. Which is, how warm was it in Prague?
1: Very. Yeah. Um, I think we had days that it was like 35, 38, um, which was just ridiculous, especially given that, you know, like we were in... I didn't bring a, any, like, hand luggage with me. I just travelled with a suitcase and whatever I could stuff in my pockets, which was really nice, with the exception of when we had to do, like, a concert, because it meant I had to travel in concert dress. Yeah, yeah. Which was either... My classic All black. Yeah, all, bl- all black and an academic gown. Uh, and then service dress was, was you know, dark suit and tie, hmm. uh, white shirt and gown. And sweat. So and like, Lots and lots yeah, of sweat. it was sweats. Just, just crazy. Walking around in that heat when you're wearing all black is... It was just deadly. <laughs>
0: But I mean, it's, uh, I, don't, I don't think that sort of Central Europe has been copying it quite so hard as, as Western and particularly like um, Northern Europe. I mean, like Scandinavia, it was, it was more than 30 degrees in the Arctic circle. Like yeah. it's, and and obviously Spain and Portugal have really been scorchingly hot, um, yeah. And you know, and we're nothing obviously compared to places in the Middle East where it's been over fifty degrees, you know, b- before and new records being set all the time. And so yeah, that that was the thing that just sort of popped up to to make me realise we actually because it, it has been exceptional. Like if you actually look at um, as a friend of mine, uh, Dr Joe Osborne, who I used to work with, um, he did a graph of comparing our so our summer this year with the average summer and then the 1976 heat wave and mm. it's the longest period um of i'll see i'll see if i can bring it up because basically if you if you look at the the temperature graph over time of our summer compared to the an average summer i think it was from 1960 to 1980 or something like that and it's something like um 36 days that's it 36 continuous days of above average temperatures and you know it's hotter than it was in 1976 and it's lasted longer than it did in 1976 Um, it's it's really quite something I mean I had the video do very well about this I guess because everyone's been searching for it and somebody maybe maybe a reader of the podcast uh, posted it on uh, Reddit Okay. but uh, yeah like it's it's been uh, how have you been how have you been sleeping have you just been like me just sleeping on top of the covers
1: yeah. yeah I tend not to usually wear with the exception of in, in like winter I tend not to wear anything to, to sleep anyway no I don't but yeah I've just just I always sleep with the window open I always sleep with one of my curtains open because if I don't wake up to like natural light
0: I just I won't get up um see I've actually so I, uh, I've actually been sleeping with um an eye mask on to try and combat that okay. and, it, and I've got it's actually been working super well for me and I know that it's a very love Islander thing to do but yeah but it's um he's yeah he says judging um uh <laughs> but uh it's yeah I, I, it's definitely made a difference to my sleeping quality for the exact yeah. opposite reason okay. that like i can wake up when an alarm goes off or, or what have you um but yeah. it means that i'm deep asleep for see
1: i don't I, I don't set alarms now because if i wake up to a, like a natural light certainly at this time of year i find i'm naturally waking at about eight which is good yeah. like that's 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 the time i want because i can be up showered and on campus for nine or whatever yeah um
0: but I mean, I just... And then I think
1: I... File... Weirdly, though, I think I spend... I, I have that as kind of like a solid routine. Um, and then when I get up in the morning in winter, which would probably be around a similar time, I absolutely love getting up and it's still basically pitch black. Yeah, yeah. There's something amazing about coming, like shuffling downstairs in a dressing gown, making a cup of tea and having like a bowl of porridge. And it's it could be two in the morning. Like it's just pitch black and it won't get it won't get light until you know yeah. half nine course to ten um i really like that and those with kind of sad seasonal effectiveness disorder um that's a massive issue like it's, so, it's super hard um i know my i, I think my mum would probably agree she hasn't been diagnosed with it but i know the weather affects that massively um so like when we lived in australia i think her kind of she that you know just having so much sun all the time was brilliant but then Inversely living in the Netherlands where it's it's dark and gray and also because the because it's so flat you get the feeling that the clouds well you get the feeling because it is the clouds seem lower and there is it definitely is more oppressive the weather feels more it's almost claustrophobic, yeah no, I know what you mean it's really strange I know you mean. I noticed it when I came. When I came back from Australia, you know, Australian weather is—it's usually blue skies, so you've you've got this seemingly endless space above you. Well, <laughs> it it literally does go on. It is endless space, space, space. That's the point. But then, but then coming back, and obviously I flew back in winter, and you do feel this. It, it is, yeah, it is like a sense of claustrophobia. Well, I've just looked on my weather app actually, and we're meant to be having um, thunderstorms tonight.
0: Oh, I love a good thunderstorm. We could Thunder We could do with one here, I'll tell you.
1: Yeah, it needs to cut through the kind of the humidity and. It's one of those stupid comments that you find old people saying. Old people or Dan, you know, when like if it's really if it's muggy and close, and the weather's really on your chest, and then you're like, oh, it needs to, oh, it needs to rain. It wants to rain. It's trying to. It's trying to rain. <laughs> and then, you know, it's all these uh, all these silly like, expressions. W- I was going to ask you actually on a weather thing, hmm. because we've had such a hot summer, like crazily hot heatwave levels of just ridiculousness. Yep. What do you think winter's going to be like?
0: Well, in a sense the the hot weather now has been caused for by effectively the same mechanism that that caused the really cold temperatures we had in in, in march. march yeah because it's it's a weak jet stream basically yeah. um now i don't know of a mechanism that um is sort of that that could link uh summer performance like summer temperatures to a a, a definite prediction about winter But if um, I I don't know if if you've reduced the the temperature difference um, from pole to equator by having a very hot summer, so there's less ice cover, um, and that means that you've got a a warmer uh, year on year, you're having a warmer and warmer Arctic relative to the um, uh, relative to the equator. That would mean that the jet stream year round, but particularly in summer, but year round will be weaker. So you could expect more variance. In, in winter so I wouldn't be at all surprised if we see a winter that's probably the average temperature will probably be slightly warmer than previously because that's global warming kids but um, the variance will probably be bigger you'll probably have more quite hot days and more quite cold days uh, than right. than we would have done you know 10-20 years ago um, but mm. it, it, yeah
1: so it's a little more kind of erratic yeah the
0: the, 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 the variance gets bigger the extremes will get more extreme I, th- I think it's probably okay. but I, I reckon the average is uh probably going to be slightly warmer than average but you know the, yeah watch out for the, the 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 bits either end of that mean <laughs> so that was just an aside i was, I was just curious yeah well it's, it's a good thing to be curious about the natural world daniel that's why we're here so we're on this podcast to learn to learn is that, is that why we're here oh christ we've been doing such I wish a batch I knew the brief
1: when we started hey speaking of when we started um it was really good. I, I, I was obviously I was kind of away, but the, um, the the one year birthday of this podcast, which is crazy that we've been doing this yeah, for a year. Yeah, I know, right? Um, happy birthday to us, um, and our and our amazing readers. But um, yeah, it was really cool. It was it was nice to hear the um to go through the kind of best of moments, the sneeze and the amazing fan fictions and just the kind of the weird moments where for some inex- inexplicable reason we find something way too funny. Oh, like urine of poop. Way too yeah yeah your own of poop um yeah you know it was really yeah, it was really great. It was really weirdly nostalgic too, especially hearing like when it started being like, yeah so we think we're gonna call it the wikicast yeah and I was yeah. looking I was looking on my on my lap and like the folders that I keep any like some of the assets and stuff for the podcast, when we had the old Wikipedia like sphere, yeah yeah, the puzzle yeah. sphere with the thing underneath and the the congoleum uh Classic was it doubles uh, yeah nineteen
0: eighty Congolian classic doubles I think the first one was yeah ah oh, man see the thing that's is great. I wanted to find and I I, I basically I put that that um, best of together in a relative rush because of other stuff that's been going on to do with my thesis um, but um, I wanted to find the bit in the vlog because we I actually vlogged the first time we recorded an episode when we did the pilot um, oh, Yeah, you? But, oh you did yeah and there's a bit where it's like we that. might be doing this in a year hang on I wonder if I can find it. On the chopping block is Dan and I doing a pilot. Actually, this is like this is a, a podcast idea that we had a couple of days ago. Dan, mm-hmm. Dan and me. Oh, because English student. Um, uh, yeah, we had this idea. We just wanted to try it. So we're going to film this. This will definitely be out by the time that this goes live on yeah. Sponge yeah. Electric. So, this will either be the start of something great or not, not the start of something great. Yeah. Positive there we go. Wow. That, and it was the start of something. I, I right? have really
1: vivid memories, not so much of that, but when when we were at that VidCon after party, and basically everyone there was being like, you should do some kind of podcast because the rapport is actually like, it's bearable. <laughs> you guys seem to get along. Yeah. And when we were sitting in, we, we finished, we were kind of sitting in the airport waiting for our flight back to Exeter and we were already thinking about what we wanted it to yeah, be. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's it's got to be, it's got to have like a point. It's got to be vaguely, not educational is the wrong word, but you meant to get something out of it. But it's also meant to be just fairly easy listening. and It's nuts. And then from there, we're now, we're now here and there's people on the other side of the world wearing T-shirts with our faces yeah, on that, them. Yeah, that
0: part is particularly nuts. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so, and in the space of a year, I think that's really, really quite. I mean, we get
0: know. approximately, within the first month per episode, we get in the region of about 2,000 people listening, which is like... Mental. It's nuts. I mean, I don't think we ever expected this to reach more than I don't know a couple of hundred people, maybe. And even then, it
1: was accidental. These people didn't realize they clicked on subscribe, and they yeah. would, it was just they were just helping our statistics. Whereas to have thousands of people actually actually making a conscious choice, yeah, I know. <laughs> and, and people asking listen.
0: if they if they could like you know be guests. We n- next episode we have we have a guest lined up who um, just out of the blue messaged me and was like, "Hey, uh, I listened to the show. Um, can I be on it?" Uh, which was cool.
1: Yeah. I saw somebody on Twitter the other day was was tweeting at somebody or, or tagged us, tweeting somebody else
0: saying, "You need to have this person on." Oh yeah, yeah. Like um, that—that's the real cool sign so. is that we've now got to the point of a podcast where people actually think we're a proper podcast, <laughs> not yeah. just a joke.
1: Well, I think by like to all intents and purposes we are. I mean, we've been we've been around for a legitimate legitimate amount of time now. We have a consi- We know what we want to be. Um, we're not changing what we want to be because we're wanting to get more people. If you like what we do, then listen. Fantastic. If you don't, there's loads of podcasts out there. Go and listen yeah. to another one. Um, yeah, it's just it's crazy. It's been such a journey. Yeah, it's and to go from you know like base being able to kind of bodge together some a, a setup where we're both in the same place because that made it kind of work. And if anything went wrong, it was usually fairly easy to fix because we were actually. And now we can we can pump out episodes. Where you're in one part of the country, I'm in another. Um, yeah, it's just it's amazing. I mean, and and like you said in that in in the um, in in the kind of the one year special, um, what's hap- Obviously, it's it's great for us to be like, oh, we made a podcast and it's actually kind of working and people like it, fantastic. But to have this, have to have the community that we have now. Mm. Is something that I think both you and I had absolutely no idea that it would it would it would be so broad in scope and and just cr- a crazy beautiful. It's thing, it's grown you know? beyond
0: our wildest expectations. It it really yeah has.
1: absolutely. It's 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 amazing to 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 know that you know it's become its own thing now. Um, it's 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 like it's with a with a we're the kind of the, the, the parents and it's flown the nest and it's doing its own thing and doing amazing things out there and we can kind of look back fondly on it and it will always be a, be a part but it's just so amazing to see everything that's going on. Simon and I will try and find a point at, at some point just to randomly sneak into the Discord and come and say hi because that was really fun. Yeah, every time we've, we've done it. that.
0: I mean, I wanted to do it um, when the Best Of released but I just had a crazy work day and I, I didn't get around to it but, you know. Yeah.
1: I mean, I usually, maybe once a week, will just go on and not say anything, but just kind of have a scroll through and sit back in the shadows and see what's going on and see, you know, just because it's nice to see to see stuff happening yeah. there. Um, it's kind of like if I had like a pet or like yeah, a Yeah, it's fish like tank proud parents. Or, or like <laughs> nurturing, yeah, or nurturing like a plant. Um, you hear that, readers? Readers will be pleased Apparently to Apparently you like a plant, Stadan. My, uh, <laughs> my herbs are going well. I've been away for a quite long time, but Ed did a fantastic job at keeping them alive. Uh, and I came back and they're all fine, which is very good. So oh, boy thank it. you, Edward, for, for not letting them die. Um, yeah there you go anyway yeah. wow we, we forgot we forgot to peg oh uh, we, we should, should have pegged. pegged oh
0: the other thing was just before we move on I did want to say um, uh, much as I edited together a um, a best of I would love it if someone in the community or multiple people people in the community wants to put together their own compilations because that's one, one of my favourite things to watch is compilations of channels that, that I watch like the Oldcastle Games Grumps and um, yeah. you know I basically just clip together whole sections if you want just to take individual phrases or like sentences um and clip together in a much sort of faster paced kind of way please do that and tag us because i would love to see that more than anything
1: yeah something like a oh supercut was, was was the word i was yeah. looking for when we started recording something like that um also because our best moments are may not be yours probably different yeah. To, to yeah to readers um we're always can you know whenever people ever send in art or like the the bingo that we we put up on the Patreon and the community page on the on Facebook and it's great when you when you send us stuffing that you've made. Yeah. We um, love and it. That would be exactly the same. Yeah. So do um, SpongeELectric at gmail.com.
0: Anyway. Um, send them away. We should yeah. we should move along. These mm. aren't the droids we're looking for.
1: <laughs> Top lad So we find ourselves in Patreon corner. Is he says remembering the
0: name of the corner.
1: That is that is what we call it, isn't
0: it? Yeah, that is what we call yeah. it.
1: Awesome. So we find ourselves in Patreon <laughs> corner. Um, this is the the kind of the part of the podcast where we say thank you to our amazing um, patrons, our top lads. Um, we'll also, in a couple of minutes, review uh, the, the Team Cat and Team Dog standings uh, from where they are this week. Not got a good feeling um, about it.
0: I've have not, you? I've not. got I've not. You haven't. It. I've not okay. Well, I, I haven't had a
1: look yet, so, so we'll have to see. But, but um, we say this every week, but we really do mean it, especially given that it's been so close to our, our, um, our year. We've turned one. Yeah. Um, it's all. It's all down to, to the support we get from you guys. Um, uh, it's, it should be said that obviously, you know, our, our patrons have allowed us to do some really amazing things and have made this podcasts self sustaining um we, we you know the, the 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 kind of the pledges that we make to wikipedia as a foundation to kind of support them financially yep. um is a really great 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 feeling for us um to be able to do our merch and things
0: and also in the in the near future i would very much like to be putting a part of this which is a, something we we also haven't talked about but hopefully is now out there um, i would i would very much like to put part of this towards an editor to help us with videos for spongy and electric because yes. that's cuz we've, we've got
1: some stuff in the pipeline. Well, I think um, I think I the stuff's out.
0: I I think I think we've already started releasing by by the time oh, this brilliant. comes out. So yeah, I, I would very much like to to you know do that. Take get a, you know basically fund someone from the community to be able to yeah. you know it's not fair compensation, but at least it's partial compensation for um, doing a little bit of editing for us. So you yeah. guys are producing us. You're sub, we're subcontracting based yeah. on you you are producers. You know, it's all, you're, ex-
1: you're all our executive producers. You make That's it happen. A, you, you literally make the stuff amazing. that we yeah.
0: do happen. We wouldn't be able to yeah. do it without your support. So thank you so yeah. much.
1: It should also be said, given given that it's so close to our one year, I know that there's loads of people who listen who who can't um, financially support the podcast. If you can, that's amazing, and we really appreciate it. And it does go, it does make such a difference. But just the the mere fact that you're you know you tune in every week or or whenever an episode comes out because we've both been really busy, um, mm-hmm. that that is amazing in itself. You know, I'm sure there'll be there'll be people who you know some a friend of yours might see you listening and you might recommend it or or you know. Anything that has anything to do with the with the kind of the podcast and what Simon and I are doing um, makes all the difference. Whether it's whether it's financial, whether it's word of mouth, whether it's just tuning in, whether it's emailing us with 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 fan art or, or cri- crises, crises. Um, uh or just general correspondence and fan fiction, it's all amazing. Um, we we love you dearly, and you make this podcast. So don't
0: worry about it if you can't support us on Patreon. Is what we're trying to say. we we, yeah. we get it. We totally totally understand. Yeah,
1: but for those who do...
0: For those who uh, do, we wanted to say thank you! <laughs> yeah, thank you so much. So without further ado,
1: our top lads will kick them off. Simon, do you want to kick us with the first one?
0: It's Isabel Ostrowski! Hooray! It's Ben Dent. Connor, pull the levers. <laughs> Rory Healy. The Rory Healy. Uh, oh, there you go. Marit, vakira punyawot. Fee Gascoigne.
1: Are you there?
0: Yeah, yeah, I'm just playing with you. It's Henry Brewster!
1: Cool, great, (laughs) amazing. Thanks for that, mate. It's Lewis Watson. On the
0: Instagram, it's Eric Davis. Uh,
1: It's Billy Tawson.
0: It's Elliot Conway, who's been with us for a very long time. Thank you, Elliot. He has indeed.
1: Ben McMurtry.
0: David Scahill.
1: the one and only the Moustache Man, whose birthday was a couple of days happy ago.
0: Happy birthday, Cameron! Well done. Happy birthday, Cameron. Cameron! Hope well, you had an amazing day? Also, happy birthday, Habiba! I have no idea if it's your birthday or not. Happy, happy birthday, Habiba Amjad! I hear you have Twitter.
1: Happy, happy hospital, Dan Hanvey. Who, He's back in again. Is it? Is it getting him down? Absolutely not. I think you're going to be. I'll be visiting
0: him. him. Uh, by the time this comes out, we will have seen each other. And um, oh, amazing. Yeah,
1: we'll pass on my best and give him a big wet kiss from me.
0: Mwah! Love you, Dan. Oh, is it me next as well? It's Lachlan it is, yeah. Woods.
1: Lachlan. Uh, it's John Mannion. Luke Thatcher. Simon Torseth.
0: Alex Greer.
1: Geordie Eschendal. Matt McGuire. Jay Wright.
0: Wonderful Stephen. I wonder if he's... Where, are we ever going to learn what his full name is? I don't know. I don't know if maybe. I want to know. No,
1: maybe one day. When 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 the world's ready. Yeah. It- <laughs> um, it's... it's uh, I think it tap.
0: Pio oh, so indecisive. So Very indecisive. So much thesis beer going on. So thank you, must go so go to Davy Schramm Von Tebel.
1: Another one right right out to Simon Vase as well.
0: And where did you finish like that? That's it. That, that's all the top lads.
1: Oh, yeah. that's Sorry, I hadn't
0: scrolled down. <laughs> that was the weird <laughs> information. Oh, yeah. Oh, thank you to... Uh, oh, that's it. That's that's the last one.
1: <laughs> that's That's it the end um, there we go yeah thank you so much job it's, done it's amazing the work that you do
0: and then a uh, oh my, oh my god.
1: god oh my god it's a beautiful sight ladies and gentlemen the team cat and the, de- the team dog the deem tog, team tog rankings are as follows team cat 29 patrons team dog Thirty-seven. See, but I got my hopes up amazing because we have
0: twenty-nine work. top lab patrons and twenty-nine team cat patrons, and I misread it and I thought that we were tied again.
1: Oh, I'm sorry. <sighs> no, we're we're absolutely we're you know we're we we're, we're doing an amazing job. Team dog. I said this from the very beginning. For the first maybe twenty episodes, I think we were consistently under every time, but we were biding our time, and this goes to show it. I think that you know we've we've got a clear lead now. I'm so proud of you. God,
0: we're just. Team Cat, come on, you're embarrassing me in front of the dogs. Come on, in front of the space wizards. <laughs> come on, guys. dollar a month at patreon.com forward slash the wikicast. It's, it's all I ask. <laughs> <laughs> it's all I ask. It's the least you could do.
1: Oh, 37 to 29. Yeah, we heard you
0: the first time. <laughs> Jesus, suck on that. Top lad. Right, we're in Crisis Corner, and we have a very urgent crisis. In the subject line, not only does it say Crisis Corner, it's all caps: Urgent Crisis Corner. Please help before results day. And um, actually, in an unconventional step for Crisis Corner, um, they've requ- you know anonymous has requested to be de-anonymized. Okay. So this this message comes comes at you from.
1: Well, do you think? Well, you'll, I think because it's Crisis Corner, we have to keep it anonymous.
0: What if we alluded to who it is?
1: I think. I mean, the person says, "Don't worry about keeping this anonymous unless you want to for the segment." I think the the strength of the segment is that it's always anonymized, no matter what. Okay. There are no exceptions. Okay. So we're going to keep it anonymous if it's okay with you, and that's when I say your name. No, we'll keep it anonymous, um,
0: Dan. It's okay. Yeah. Han. Yeah. V Don't worry, Dan. It's definitely didn't write this email. <laughs> he, he didn't. <laughs> he's in hospital. He can't write emails. Um. Okay. So shall I shall I read this one out and then we can discuss this? Yeah. Anonymous in quotation marks writes: Evening lads, I'm in need of some help if at all possible. Basically, results day is a thing and I'm slightly freaking out it about is. it. My current situation is that I haven't applied anywhere and I'm planning on going through clearing expecting grades of around AAC or maybe AAB to either Warwick or Exeter. Let's lay down the pros and cons of each. Warwick: pros, better teaching standards from what I've read. I've actually visited the place and I really like it. It's close to home and to my long-distance girlfriend. Parentheses currently two hours would then be 20 minutes. Cons hardly any creative writing options, slightly worse module choices, most likely a higher offer. And then Exeter, pros, a more creative course, a lower offer, and I'll be with my close friend. Cons, further from home and girlfriend, ever so slightly worse list of societies for my taste, never actually visited the place, only ever seen it from Simon's vlogs and what my friend has shown me from his visit. Any thoughts slash advice from you as to how I should go about choosing slash Dan's personal experiences of the Exeter English department would be greatly appreciated. Apologies if this is a bit rambly or completely incoherent, it's 2am and it's been a long stressful day, I hope you're all okay and having a wonderful day whenever you read this any help whatsoever is really appreciated stay groovy dudes anonymous
1: good use of groovy
0: excellent use of well well done so basically choosing between Warwick and Exeter for the English course um, Mm -hmm. I mean you're the expert here what's your take on this
1: okay well I know I've got friends who are at Warwick I've Never been myself. I didn't apply to Warwick. Um, it wasn't of one of my uh, one of my choices. Exeter obviously was, but I applied for a couple of courses at Exeter, so it took up other spaces. Um, Anonymous says um, for for Warwick pros better teaching standards from what I'm what I've heard, and then as one of the Exeter pros, a more creative course. So I would say that those two basically rule each other out because you've been to Warwick. Uh, you've actually visited the place and you really like it. It's close to home and your long distance girlfriend. That's great. Um, but if you haven't been to Exeter uh, and you know that the course is more creative, which is clearly quite important to you, then I would probably rule out better teaching standards because it's from what you've read and you haven't actually experienced anything yet. So I think it's probably making your decision m- more difficult by putting that in as a variable when it's when you haven't really experienced You don't have the, enough information you know I mean? to make that
0: a variable. Yeah, absolutely.
1: Yeah. Um, I can, I mean, I can absolutely agree that, from what I can understand, Exeter is a more creative course. Um, it's not, Exeter's department isn't a creative department, but it has some, the creative writing department is incredible, and the work it does with the film school is unbelievable. And, uh, but, you know, I think we've got one of the best film schools and kind of departments in the country. As, as Same with English and classics, that's one of the reasons why I came to Exeter. Both, of, both the English and classics department is incredible um really really great lecturers incredible resources um just you know it's all around pretty pretty brilliant really for someone who's doing english and classics like myself the choice of modules is really important and often in my english modules i'm looking at things that a really interest me or b are something really really different to classics i.e something not particularly kind of heavy and gives me a creative outlet that's that's really important so for me to be able to take film modules through the through the English school or to take modules in poetry writing and um, uh, script writing, which is what I'll be doing next year. In fact, I can tell you what I'm going to be doing next year because I got an email a couple of weeks ago confirming my module choices. so because I for- it was that long ago, I actually kind of forgot that. <laughs> um, so short film writing. Uh, my creative writing dissertation and ancient literary criticism. So, I, I quite English criticism is always really handy because it's basically applicable to anything you do that's an essay writing um, module. Um, but the amount of kind of creative choice that you have within the the English college, plus um, you know, like uh, roman- the Romantic period and uh, Romanticism as a as a kind of movement, um, I find fascinating, um, especially from a kind of poetry perspective, which is definitely kind of my my main interest i'm really interested in history and i also like writing my poetry hence choosing an english a creative writing dissertation um that i think is the most important thing um if you know that that's going to be important and you from what you can understand exeter does it better then definitely apply you know like that the you know you, you, you can apply to multiple places which is which is good if you've been to warwick that also is a you know is a, is a plus because you you know what you're you know you've actually been there you can think about it in your mind and and you, you visualize it and it's closer and it's probably more comfortable for you in that sense um the difference between warwick and exeter as unis though is colossal in that you know i've got friends who are at warwick and like if they want to go out into town or or, or go out with friends on on a weekend um or on a school night <laughs> um it's you've got to you've kind of you've you've got to go out a bit more, I think. It's a little bit more out of your way, whereas Exeter, as a as a kind of balance between uni and city, is perfect. It's super, super close. I mean, this is probably something you can chime in on because you were also at Exeter. I mean,
0: yeah, we're both going to extol the virtues of Exeter as a place to study, basically. we We both really like living in exeter studying exeter like as a as a campus as a uni it's great and it's i think it's i think it's got everything you could want on campus i mean you say that a slightly worse list of societies you know it's it's up to personal taste you know exactly what you're after but in terms of the facilities i think it's got everything you need and yeah as dan says there's i think there's a great balance between town and gown as a town there's not a huge amount going on but there's enough um Mm -hmm. there's always stuff to do and it's a lovely part of the world um, I, I think basically my input on this is, um, I mean, you can apply to multiple places, right? I don't think you should worry about the, the grades, really. Like that's something yeah. that, you know, whatever you you you've, or you or well, you get what you get, and you're going to apply to both. You'll see what happens, really. Don't don't worry mm-hmm. about that. Um, I, I, my input would be don't worry about your relationship. Um, being with my um, girlfriend. I, I we, we both of us have talked about this, as in my, my ex and I have talked about how we wish that we hadn't been at university together, and like we hadn't carried on our relationship through undergrad. Um And that's obviously a, a, a my personal case study. You know that that's that's my set of circumstances how it affected me. But generally speaking, I don't think people going to university should worry about those relationships. If it holds up, it holds up. You know, you can make relationships last over a very long distance, over a very long time, if it's meant to be. Um, if it's not meant to be, then you're both better off. Um, and so I basically would just remove that as a factor from the equation. I would only worry about your studying experience there and don't, don't think too much about, uh, about the relationship. I mean, we both know people, Dan, don't we, who have long distance um, relationships who make it work in choir. Right, like um, like mm-hmm. Joe for example. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely, I think if you if if it's a long
1: distance relationship and you know that it's going to work, you already you almost already wouldn't be factoring it in to your decision. Yeah. Like because you because it's long distance anyway, you'd be like, yeah, I don't need to think about I don't need to think about this as a factor because it's already working the way it is anyway. Um, but no, I I would agree. I think Simon's right. Don't don't it, it could well you you speak from experience. It, yeah. I, your, your time as, as an undergrad would have been completely different had you not been in a relationship. Yeah, it would
0: have been a lot better. Um, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, um, I mean, I've got to say, like, being in a relationship as a post-grad with, with Pixel Girl has been fantastic and made my experience. Um, and I think a lot of that was to do with the fact that it wasn't a hangover from before university. It was something that happened organically and we were in the same place. But the first year that we were together, she was in Spain and I was in Exeter. So, you know, you if, yeah. if it's meant to be, you can make it work long distance. And at the end of the day, if it's three hours, uh, sorry, t- three years, I mean to say, um, of a couple of, of how many weeks at a time, you can make that work. Mm-hmm. Like, but I don't think it's something you should factor in, basically. Um, yeah. I mean, but my gut feeling is I've been to both places. I went to Warwick um, and applied there and, you know, it seemed fine. Like it seems an okay place, but I wouldn't rush to go back. I, I would of the two universities, I would say Exeter's better. But it's it's personal preference, really. Um I think you've got to go with your gut. Um my 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 if I had to pick for you, I would say Exeter.
1: Yeah. And a place on paper and a place that you visit are going to be completely different when you're actually immersed in there as a student and you're living life the same can be said for like lists of societies you can go onto any like i can go onto exeter uni's the guild website and look at the societies they have and go wow that's amazing but now that i'm I'm here and i know that some of those societies that you see are way better than what they look on paper and some that look amazing mm. aren't as good it's you know it, it it's 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 swings and roundabouts societies change every year because there's a new elected committee every year and think you know things change so
0: um you uh you, yeah, are, you went really Aussie then a second, by the way. No, you didn't. Societies change every year. <laughs> oh, <somebody. laughs> it was a very very high uh palette on, on some of those values. Societies
1: change like every year, so it's like super hard to know Wait, yeah. No. Um it's it's just Gut feeling, I think, is the best thing you can do. I, I didn't, I didn't even visit Exeter um, before I went. I, I hadn't either,
0: actually. I was, I was totally. Be to,
1: to be fair, my, my decision was basically like, oh, they've got a, they've got a really good chapel choir, and they'll pay me to be in it. Cool, let's go there. And that was definitely one of the best decisions. But also it's the wrong
0: reasons for really. the
1: uni, <laughs> like. It was, you know, I, it's, it's amazing. I absolutely love it here. Um, mm. I'd like to do a masters at some point. Um, I'm thinking all the time. Actually, you know what? I'd be really happy to do a masters in Exeter. It's great. I love it here. It's a great department. It's great uni. Um, it's got to be a gut. It's got to be a gut feeling, I think. But both Simon and I, it's biased. But you know, we we can sing the praises of Exeter. It's an amazing place to be. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you've just got to go with what feels right.
0: There we go. We actually knew something we we, we had a crisis that hey. we were actually qualified to answer.
1: Um, also, anonymous. Um, best of luck for results. Yeah, day. Be- Well, best Whatever of happens. luck to all
0: of our readers, but especially anonymous. Yeah, but best of luck to everyone. Absolutely.
1: Um, you know, it's it's. I remember waiting to hear my results for 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 the IB, um, which come out of really, they come out at a really weird time, and because I was sitting in Southern Hemisphere but receiving mine in the in the Northern Hemisphere, I was going to get an email at like four in the morning. Oh, yeah, of course from, from my from the head of IB at my school with just a personal thing like oh, here it is attached. Um, it was I've actually got a really funny story. I don't think I've ever told this story about getting my results, but we were in a we were in a pub up uh, in Lincolnshire, um, and it got to about six o'clock in the evening, and I was feeling sick. I was like, I can't. I've got to go home. I need to try and force myself to go to sleep because I just feel awful and I can't just deal. Mm. With, you know, you you get all these things, especially with I don't know. If it's like in, in A levels, but I'd be like, if you if you mess up one one aspect of a of one small aspect of your course, your entire diploma isn't given. Oh, to. right. Okay. Um, it, like, you don't fail a you don't fail a subject, you fail the entire diploma. So, for instance, if I handed in one of the three components of my theatre class and i hadn't cited something properly and as a result i failed that essay the failure of that essay would have failed my diploma and then you would have you can then resit the essay or resubmit the essay and then receive your diploma but it's not like a case of oh we'll give you know this is what you've got but you've lost points in this area the whole thing is scrapped the whole two years um until you resit, and then you can get it you try and get it back so it's it's a really scary thing um uh, but I, I, yeah, so I, I ended up just going home. Uh, we were staying in this, in this little kind of, um, hotel-y place. I put my phone on charge and I knew that I'd be expecting an email. Um, and I, I was like, oh, let's just go to bed. Anyway, I woke up at three o'clock, my phone buzzing. I was like, oh God, here we go. So I refreshed my, my emails and I had one email in my personal inbox, but nothing from my, like on my school email. I was like, mm. oh, that's weird. Um, I should. I thought, I thought I should have got them by now. Maybe they'll be coming in the next kind of hour or so. And I opened up my personal email just to see what it was, expecting it was going to be like something from, I don't know, uh, Spotify. Being like, oh, three months of m- free music if you give us your blood type and star sign. Um, and I was like, okay, anyway. And it was an it was an email from my extended essay supervisor. Uh, and the subject line was, I'm so proud of you. Oh! And I was like, oh my God. So... She would have seen, she won't, she she doesn't just, she gets, she sees my entire diploma. So she knows what I've got, which means I've passed, (laughs) which is my immediate, because I was, I was stupidly thinking like, oh my God, I would have forgotten something and I would have failed my entire thing. Um, And she said, like, she said in the email, you are absolutely, you absolutely deserve this score. You've worked so hard as in my overall IB score. Mm -hmm. But then she also said, she was like, just to put into context, your extended essay, result because she was my supervisor and it's probably to this day even you know going into my third year at uni it's the hardest essay and the biggest essay I've put the most time into i chose category 1 english literature um which is usually the one that i think is the least popular because it's the most like hardcore english lit it's not kind of like it's it's kind of it can be kind of less overtly creative um so I did mine on Concordia discourse in Romeo and Juliet. Yes, yes, you said that um, before, yeah. And received like the top like top mark in in for the in that in that category for it, which she said, yeah, to put it into context, you're in like the top 2% of the southern hemisphere for this category in in
0: English. Nice.
1: And my extended essay was just a like a nightmare because it was just so hard and I'd never written an essay of that before and she really really pushed me and like we fell out, but she'd also like she she, she was just amazing, the most amazing supervisor and kind of she yeah, just changed changed my life robin shields uh was her name she i think she's still at st Anne's college i hope so but she's just an absolute goddess of a woman amazing amazing person but yeah and i got that and that was the that was me finding out already that i'd done well and i had this score but i hadn't had the breakdown yet so i remember feeling this wave of relief and then i just stayed up and i flicked the tv on i was just waiting for my scores to come in i went next door and told my parents that i was like oh yeah i got a this is my you know, i got a 38 and um I don't know what everything else is in because Miss Shields has emailed me and she's told me that this is what I've got, but I haven't got like an official thing from um, from the head of IB yet, which is really interesting because I want to know how she would have found it out and emailed me before. Yeah, how does... He did. Because hmm. I think she, as, as a supervisor, it would have been, she would have received an email, but it's meant to be their head of like curriculum who sends out the formal kind of like, this is your transcript, blah, blah, blah. Hmm. Um, but she clearly thought like, ah, oh, f- he must have seen it by now, or the head the head of the department would have should have sent an email already, and he hadn't. So it's quite funny. But whatever happens, it's all okay.
0: Yeah, it'll be fine. So was was that was that the entirety of the story? Was there a like a No,
1: that was a oh, okay. That was my just it, yeah, system. And then we found a, a, little... then you
0: found a fiver in your pocket. Yeah, yeah that's <laughs> basically. that's that's the the classic out. If you're never sure how to end a yeah. story, and then I found a fiver in my pocket, and I was like, oh wow. Yeah. and
1: then I woke up. And it was all a dream.
0: Well, would you would you would like to carry on to the dreamlike state of Correspondence Corner? <laughs> now we have a few emails this week, and I've also noticed we have a fan fiction, and it's a short one. And I've I unfortunately read the final line, which means that we absolutely have to read it for reasons okay. that will become clear. Okay. Okay. Now. Um, uh, Do you want to kick us off with an email from uh, Correspondence Corner, though, Dan?
1: Absolutely. We have an email here from the one, the only, Dan Handley. Dan V! He he says, Dear Diamond and San, uh, Greetings from a gloriously sunny Cornwall. The sky is blue, the birds are singing, and beachside barbecues call. Let's hope summer brings happiness to us all. Um, I was listening to an episode of Why Aren't You a Doctor Yet? Plug, plug, plug. And mm-hmm. um, they were discussing biohacking. It's something I've investigated in the past, but wanted to know your thoughts. If you could technologically augment any part of you, what part would it be and why? Retinal implants to magnify and command. RFID chips um, in your hand to pay for things. Um, bioactuators in your arms to improve strength. The possibilities are many and varied. Um, hope the move to Cambridge has gone well, Simon and Dan. I'll see you soon, hopefully. Uh, your broken reader, Dan. And now a limerick for Simon. So, so this is his oh, well. um My name is Dan Hanvey, not more, and I'm old for my age. That's for sure. I was born '93, unlike you in '90. I'm younger than you, 24.
0: I like it. That's nice. That's very good. Also, I haven't moved to Cambridge. That's, that's, that, I don't live in Cambridge, and I'm keeping my location something of a secret. I mean, I'm in that area, but uh, don't, yeah. don't go.
1: S- you're in, you're in Cambridgeshire.
0: Actually, no, I'm not. I'm not even in the county.
1: Are you not? No, I'm not. Where, where? It mustn't be far north of where you are then.
0: No, I am in am Hertfordshire. But So I am I am astonished, Dan, that in your email you did not even moot the possibility of biologically augmenting your dick because surely that that is what every guy would do
1: You know, I'm not, I'm not <laughs> sure about that
0: <laughs> Would you not? If you had the opportunity to biologically augment your dick, would you not do it?
1: I don't think I would
0: Like, you wouldn't have like, I don't know Telescopic sight added or
1: to my penis,
0: yeah. So you can really sight see
1: to my penis. Why on earth would I need that?
0: <laughs> you really see where you're being, or I don't know. You have like a no, let's that's not, that's not go there. Um, no, but like,
1: no. Uh, no, I think, no, I don't think I'd do anything there. I'm um, I'm perfectly happy with how it is. Thank you very much. <laughs> um, but no, I, don't, I mean, I think if I was going to augment anything, it would be something that would be like really, really useful. Like something in my eyes, like you know, yeah. Um, a so that well, I was going to say that I don't need glasses, but I love my glasses, and I've been wearing, I've worn them nearly all my life. Yeah, they're part of me. I feel really weird when I don't. Yeah, I feel really when it. But but you know, something that would improve, like me being able to, like Dan says, magnify things on command, like a telescopic element to, um, like a like digital zoom on a phone, so So I can like. You don't want your
0: eyes that like protrude from your face, like you know, no, no, like uh, like Bender's eyes from Futurama. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know what I would want actually. I mean, I think I would probably want something uh, in in the brain. I'd, I'd I'd want like the ability to have uh, you'd want a brain. Like, yeah, like like Scarecrow. Um, I'd um, actually. Yeah, I'd, I'd love the ability to to have biological memory sticks. And, yeah. you know, you could just plug in. Oh, I need to remember this thing. Let me just reach into the pile. And then it's like, I take all the stuff that I know, for example, about, I don't know, hentai. And that's all on one, that's on one disc. And then I take it out and yeah. then it's not in my brain. And then when I need it, I'll put it in. Um, you should borrow my pensive at some point. It's really good. Ah, I wondered, I wondered st- where, yeah, where yeah, you were going all with that my memories in little
1: glass files and yeah, yeah. Um, I think I would like the same thing, but I'd like it to be, you know, so I, could, I can plug in and learn information. Or like a language, like right? in the so like I could, in the matrix. I could plug in and yeah, I could download a new language and just and you know, hmm. you know, there we go.
0: I mean, I, I, I we should give a shout out to uh, Dan V's and it's Dan and Adam podcast, Sparks and Quarks, which mm. um, I listened to uh, on a very crowded tube the other day, and I really enjoyed it. even if i didn't know the guys i would i would want to keep listening um i think they've done a really interesting podcast where they each pick a topic and explain it to the other person and uh, the episode i listened to was chocolate 3d printing and um google's ai stuff and specifically teaching an ai to play quake super interesting podcast i highly recommend it to everyone who listens to the WikiCast. Awesome. I
1: haven't I haven't listened to to anything yet, but I, so and I, so naturally I don't know um I don't know anything about the other the other host, but Dan is amazing and a wonderful person to talk to. So I'm sure anything he did that involved his voice would be an absolute success. Yeah. So I shall at some point, maybe on my walk to campus tomorrow morning, um, listen to the first episode.
0: Absolutely do. Absolutely do. Thank you for your email and your limerick, Dan.
1: Yes, and all the best. Uh, hospital is probably a really <laughs> sucky place to be at <clears in> the moment. <throat> Um I mean at least there's air conditioning, I hope there's air conditioning and then you release you're out of the heat, but um he's definitely one of those you know, one of the strongest, most amazing people. Absolutely. So I'm sure I'm sure I'm sure he'll be all right. But we're sending you all our love as we always do. Mwah. Mwah.
0: Next up, we have an email from Rena Gao, and I'm not going to read out the whole thing. Uh, Rena is an uh, Australian uh, listener who's basically saying, Dan, oh, mate. That, um, went to Prague on a music tour, performed at St. Nicholas Church near the Cathedral, um, mm-hmm. and has Good just up, given us there. a list of the music um, that, that they were performing. Uh, Ooh, okay. So I, we've looked, I've looked at that. Dan, I'm sure, we will have a look at that. There's some interesting stuff there. Um,
1: so let's have a look. So,
0: but whilst, whilst Dan has a read-through, oh, there,
1: there's some excellent choices from the Mozart Requiem.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I don't know the idea of North, now I've mentioned them. They're like the Australian version of the King singers. Oh, right. Um but a mixed a mixed quartet. Uh and they're slightly more jazzy, but they're brilliant, incredibly talented. I did a workshop with them at my um my school. Uh I know the Gielo piece. Stephen Paulus, I know as well.
0: But some interesting stuff. Um, so basically I, that, that was just for sort of our benefit to have a look for the music. I, I, I'm going mm-hmm. to read out a quick email here as well from Ben Dent. Uh, subject mm-hmm. line, Doctor of Procrastination. Uh, Simon mm-hmm. and Dan, I've been a follower and patron of Simon for a while now. Thank you very much. And recently you, discovered man. the podcast, which immediately became a top lad a donor as well. Ah, oh, top lad. Star. The podcast provide the light relief needed during the, the build up to A-level results. Hopefully we're going to Imperial to study computer science. I'm losing my voice. Awesome. <clears throat> You know, I didn't apply to Imperial because I didn't like the air conditioning. I thought it was too hot so I just didn't apply That was genuinely the reason uh, as someone who is considering a PhD after my MEng, uh, seeing vlogs from a real life PhD student which are also amusing entirely for the right reasons I'm sure has allowed me to gain a greater understanding of what this might be like obviously I don't want to make a decision until after my degree I imagine I won't be the only person who's wondering this but will there ever be a chance to meet Simon and Dan as I'm sure I'm not the only person who is anxious to meet them to both of you keep up the amazing content on YouTube and these podcasts as they really do brighten up my days and fill me with a sense of purpose and motivation. Yours always, Ben Dent, aged eighteen. Exactly. Oh, apparently.
1: Well, well. If you want to see Simon <clears throat> Summer in the City, you're going aren't you Yeah.
0: Um. Uh, this weekend, when this comes out, I'll be at Summer in the City. I'm doing a panel each day, so um, come find Amazing. me. Amazing. Um. Other than that, I mean, we we mentioned before that we'd like to do something. I think it would make sense if we did it in like the southeast, probably because that's where probably most of our readers are. I think
1: are. it would have to be in London, wouldn't it? Yeah. Really. Um, just for ease of you know I mean I say for ease it's, it's easier for you to get down than it is for me to get up well it's <laughs> easier for me to go um, sorry yeah, well done terribly mature but, um, I'd, I genuinely would actually I'd love to do like a, a proper thing you know like set, set a date and give it a month
0: I mean we should we should um to... we, should, we should maybe do like a like a what why aren't you a doctor yet did where they did a live show maybe we could do a, a wiki cast Live or something, but you know, yeah. I mean, the the problem.
1: Well, actually, go on. Ha- this is something I'm just thinking. Well, actually, no, you you go because I'm going to check a date because I think I might have a weekend where I'm going to be down.
0: Well, what I'm th- but the problem with that, of course, is that the Wikicast itself is a very specific thing. You're into it or you're not, and um, yep. I think the thing with why not you a dot here is there is a broader appeal. Um, yeah. And it may well be that by the time we get around to doing something, maybe I. Um, you know, like, that's a, that's an opportunity for people who have watched my videos to meet me and people who, you know, have watched the videos to, to, and have and, and grown up with Dan through them, um, you know, to meet him as well. So maybe there is the scope. My worry is that <clears throat> we do a live event and there just wouldn't be the enough people to make it viable, basically. Yeah. Um, but in principle, I'd love to I do I think that. even,
1: yeah, even if it was just like, look, like we're going to be down on this day. Let's just spend the day. Like, let's just go and say, look, we're going to be here. If people want to come and say hello, you can do. I was going to say, I'm, I'm, I know that I'm down for the 16th, and I think I'm going to pull it out right the way through until the 18th on the Sunday because I'm going to see the Punch Brothers. Um, so of, what, of and, what
0: month? Sorry.
1: Oh November. Sorry, I should have probably been a bit more specific. <laughs> That's quite, quite an important um, uh,
0: point. What was it, the 16th?
1: The sixteenth of yeah, which is which is a Friday in November, and I think we're going to make a weekend of it. But I'm, I'm going to see the Punch Brothers with Hugo and Corin, and meet up with some. Um, I'm actually going to see Noah again, and uh,
0: I actually have a I think Ollie as well. Um, that's actually free. That's sandwiched between me going to um, Groningen and me giving a talk in London. So we, well, you know, I mean that's, uh, a, that's thing. That obviously
1: it's super it's super early in the pipeline. But if there was anything to happen, I know that we're down on that weekend. So um, readers,
0: if you would even like, if you're, us if you're to about do... in London yeah if, if you would li- yeah. if you would like us to do a live thing and specifically if you could make something in London send us an email and even like if it just says i'd come to it that's fine we just yeah. need we could, if we could gauge interest that would be that would be super yeah. interesting
1: let's all let's all agree that we'll all go to we'll all go to evensong in Westminster Abbey, oh my god yes there, on uh, on the either the friday or the or the sunday uh oh, if we did the sunday we could go to Eucharist as well how exciting. Um that yeah, food for thought. I'd love to. i I genuinely would love to. You know, when I was last up in Bristol, which was the first time that I'd ever been to Bristol, um I met up with some with some some WikiCast folk there. If I you know, um and that yeah, that was lovely. Just meeting people and being able to put names to faces and just have a chat and it was nice.
0: Well, if we if we can if there's enough interest, I would love to do it, basically. Yes. Right, and now after all of that we do have some more emails we're saving those for next time partly because um, it's getting late and Dan uh, has been working very hard all day and I've got to go to the gym as well Um, we have a fan fiction and and have you seen the title of what it is Dan? I have I have indeed
1: it's only only the case of the deleted pixels season 2 season
0: 2 is back Josh, Josh Baker, uh, the author from last time, has come back, and uh, is—I is, mean, this I think might be my favourite ongoing series. I still think my favourite fan fiction ever was the one that David wrote for us um, uh, about you being uh, Daniel of Mormonheim. That was also my favourite. I mean, that was in the best,
1: like, the, yeah. the one-year anniversary, and I forgot how comically excited I got.
0: You were giggling like a schoolgirl. It was amazing. Yeah, it was amazing. But I think this is my favourite, like, long-running one, I because we had a full arc last time. Yeah. Um, and this time, Josh has written in with season two, so we're going to close out the episode with a bit of fan fiction. And Josh writes, Evening, gents. It's been about a year since the last time we heard from our intrepid heroes. A lot has happened since, and so I'm glad you two have been keeping the podcast as alive as ever. I've worked long and hard to bring about some new stuff, Stuff. Hope you guys enjoy it. And yes, it is related to the previous season, though it will be hard to tell. Mm. So, I'm excited. Now he's also included a like season summary, so <clears throat> I'm gonna kick off. Shut that window down, Dad, because I'm gonna I'm gonna kick off with Last Time on the WikiCast. Liv sobbed as Dan and Simon looked on. It's horrible! Pixel Girl was murdered last night. Simon grimaced. We'll need to get down there. The figuring gringo the figure in the green cassock I'm raised Sorry, sorry I, I'm restarting that line. <laughs> the figure ding- <laughs> yeah. go on. The figure in the green cassock raised his hood. It was Sam. Corin strode in, dropping the chunks of serrated metal as everyone looked on in horror. Dan awoke, sweat dripping from his brow, trying to cope with the strangest dream. He didn't notice the lone figure in a green cassock walk away from his window into the rainy night. Dun, dun, dun. So, yeah, that was it. Corrin rescued everyone. He, like, burst through the wall. Like, superhero yeah. Corin. And you... So, it was kind of unclear what happened.
1: I was on the roof... Like, you were you we, met Sam on the roof. Yeah, it was, was the it, roof Mary of the chapel. chapel and, like,
0: uh, you were raised up by the drone. And, like, came to be like, Oh, I see. What are your kids doing over here? Kind of thing. Like, it was very Batman-like. And then, and then yeah, it was a dream. But there was a figure in a green cassock by your window. So... Mm. I mean, there we go. That's, that, 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 that was where we're at. Okay, and now, The Case of, the, of, the, of the, the... The Case of the Deleted Pixels, Season 2, parentheses, introduction, colon. Simon awoke from a restless slumber and sat up in his small, austere room. Clearing his head, he quickly donned his gold and black uniform and stepped through a doorway into the chaotic throngs of activity. Hundreds of men and women rushing back and forth across a large open room, working on computers, exchanging files, and generally looking busy. All of them wore outfits of the same gold and black shades. Now, golden and... P- uh, uh, is that SS colours?
1: Weren't they, golden, weren't they black and silver?
0: Yes, that's- Yes, you're right. Okay, good. Simon stepped up to a nearby man in an officer's uniform and asked, Any news from the other vessel? The officer saluted before offering a stammering reply. No, no, sir. They've refused to hail us until you were able to receive their call. Very well. Bring them up. Let's see what they want. Simon stepped up to a nearby console and activated its monitor. An image of a woman appeared, though the image was distorted with interference. Simon shook his head there appears to be an issue with our connection I apologise but all I see is a terrific mess of pixels ah.
1: Ah, that's clever I like that
0: through the staticky mess Simon saw the woman's face turn into a smile that is fine, this is first abbess Liv, reporting from the ship Memorium Harris we're responding to your call for nice. aid in sieging the Exeter site, oh my god oh, I, I, oh this is building to a wonderful crescendo Simon nodded thoughtfully Thank you, sister. I will send orders shortly. He deactivated the screen and turned to the officer bef- he spoke to earlier. Bring more to me now. We have heretics to purge. Ooh. He looked through a nearby pane out into the vast reaches of space, down at a large red planet. He stood Simon Clark, captain of the expeditionary fleet, bringing the top lad, Legion of Astartes Marines. It is the forty first millennium. Wow. <laughs> ah!
1: That's so cool. Oh, yeah, baby! See, this is this is your reaction that is fitting. This is like the one that we did with the fantasy. Yes! This is exciting, though. Bring more to me now. We have heretics to purge. Oh, I
0: want you to be Good a psyker north. so badly. I want you to be a psyker. I, oh.
1: oh, Josh, this has all the makings of a, of a fantastic piece of work. I'm incredibly excited.
0: Now, that's interesting. I'm captain of the expeditionary fleet of the, uh, of the Top Lads Legion. Now, that's an interesting, like... Okay because the expeditionary fleets was a term that was used in the 31st millennium referring to the great crusade but as was the term legion when referring to marines but it's the 41st millennium so does this mean that we're one of the two lost legions from that were expunged from the imperial archive oh my god i have so many questions maybe
1: we'll have to we'll have to wait until joshua uh, gives gives us the uh Season 2, episode 2, I And guess. also, f- Well, this is the introduction, so this is like the pilot.
0: First, Abbas we'll Liv reporting from the ship yeah. Memorium Harris. I love it. That's clever. That's- I
1: like the, um, uh, I apologise, but all I can see is terrific massive pixels. That's clever. That's very clever.
0: That's the then the looking at the camera and winking kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. That's oh, very good. Well, Josh, you first you have my interest, now you have my attention. My God, I want all of that in my brain on a memory stick right now.
1: And that's all for this week's episode. No, no, no. Don't forget to subscribe.
0: Wait, what, are you do- what are you doing? Got- oh, yeah, we haven't done the thing. <laughs> we haven't done the thing. <laughs> I haven't, I haven't done our summary.
1: Yeah. Oh, uh, Yeah, summary. Um, so, Simon. What have we learned today?
0: Well, Daniel, um, we've learned about the UCLA <laughs> flawless, flawless. professionals, UCLA Medical Center, Santa Monica, uh, mm-hmm. which was a place that's going to be a terrifying nightmare in 20 or 30 years time, known for yep. its uh, operating its rape treatment center and its Stuart House for sexually abused children. And uh, orthopedic. Yeah, or the Yeah, Shirley Temple was Just born bizarre. there, and a few other, a yeah. few interesting people died there. And we, yeah. we had a long chat about the NHS, and God bless any of you who work for the NHS. And
1: American football, because that guy died there as well.
0: Yep, and yeah, and we were talking about uh, Last Chance You and um, the the Good Place, both of which I highly recommend on Netflix.
1: Yep, I mentioned uh, the Bon Appetit thing, and your tour with guy, of the, course, it's your, alive. Your transformative
0: yep, experience on on your on absolutely quite. Yeah.
1: I do hope when people, when listeners know that you've made it to the end of the spot, I hope that rant wasn't too long. But um, I, if it was, if it wasn't clear, it has it really did have quite a profound effect on me, and I would have been lying if I didn't talk about it to the extent at which it deserved. So
0: there you go. <laughs> we talked. We talked about that. We talked about um, the Incredibles a bit.
1: Oh yeah, we did controversial yep. controversial points there.
0: Uh, talking about the the first year of the Wikicast.
1: Yeah, um, we had some. Uh, we had a really interesting um, crisis.
0: Yeah, which we actually knew how to answer for once.
1: Yeah, fingers crossed for everyone for results day. It's all going to be fine. Don't worry. We had some interesting correspondence. We had some from Dan. Uh, mm. A big, big, big shout out again, again for him in hospital. I'm sure he's going to be all right. Um, and a fantastic lead-in to what's bound to be a superb fan fiction for this season. What better way wait. to herald year two, our Chamber of Secrets year for the for the podcast. <laughs> Simon an and Dan and the, chamber
0: of, and the Chamber of Fan Fiction.
1: Yeah, oh God, that's, that's dangerous.
0: That is a very dangerous uh, proposition, yes. Yeah. Okay, now I believe you were saying, Daniel.
1: Yeah, I, I think it goes, it goes a little something like this. And that's all for this week's episode. Don't forget to subscribe to us on your podcasting service of choice. You can like us on Facebook. And if you'd like to see our faces, check out our YouTube channel, Spongy and Electric.
0: Lists of heretics to purge, Netflix recommendations, and other thoughts on the show can be sent to us at spongyelectric at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you.
1: Join us again for another tumble down the wiki rabbit hole. And And we'll see you next time. Oosh. Oosh. Bam. We're back, bitches. Here we go. Season two. (laughs) Brittany's back. Let's get going. Chamber of Secrets. Basilisks.
0: Amazing. Uh Roam into your chamber of secrets.
1: Oh, yeah. I'm going to slither in. (laughs) Hey.